0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll free. It is the live Saturday edition, the very first ever for 2011. And I'm, I'm hearing a strange, strange bit of talk back, and I don't, and I don't know why. I hope I'll, I'll be, able be able to figure, figure that, that out. out. Uh, and, I'm and I'm guessing, yep, it is coming from you, GCN. The, uh, the network, just a heads up, we're getting, getting a, little a little bit of bounce back. 800 259 9231. We are here to here talk to you about anything you, about anything you want. want. And you and may take control of the airways. The airways. Joining, Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Meg. And Mark. And uh, so, so we're going to start, start things out with, with kind of a follow-up. A, follow-up, a, a lot of you lot don't you get, get to hear the, the Friday show. show. So, so just, just to recap, recap what happened at the, the, the very end of the, end the show, show, we, we had, had a, a bit of caller who, well, was, was a little concerned about the idea of legalizing marijuana. Because he has likely been told that, you know, marijuana is bad. And uh, he mentioned something about him trying it in the past, and it didn't do anything for him. And he came up with all the, not all of them, but some of the, the typical excuses or reasons that you hear from folks when they aren't really too well-informed when it comes to the issue of cannabis and uh, what people who use cannabis are like or you know what people are using it for for medical purposes. And so we kind of went over some of those points, and as persuasive as we might like to be, uh, on this, it's it's still an issue that takes time. I mean, changing your mind on things takes time.
1: So yeah, it's, it's absolutely an issue of education and people need uh, they don't they don't internalize it all at once. They've heard. A lot of bad information over the years, and um, out and out lies. Yeah, out, yeah, out and out lies about marijuana. Oh,
2: yeah, until I was maybe seventeen, eighteen, I was afraid of anything like liquor, cigarettes, marijuana, any of it. It was just so scary to me. So yeah,
0: there's a very effective uh, propaganda yeah. campaign out there, and that that campaign barrages people uh, just endlessly in various different venues and that does a lot of damage to folks. So when we get on the air and we talk about how, you know, cannabis smokers are a- across the, you know, the economic strata, there are people who are smoking cannabis from, you know, the taxi driver on up to the doctor. I mean, they and not to suggest that taxi drivers are less important than doctors, but just on the the amount of pay scale is what I'm talking about. Uh, that uh, people are all over the place doing this, and they're doing it responsibly, most of them. The supermajority of them are. Um, So because, as usual, because there are some people who are irresponsible, that alone is not a reason to prohibit people from using something. Just look at alcohol. There are all kinds of people that are very irresponsible when it comes to their drinking of alcohol, yet it's completely legal, and you'd be crazy to advocate making alcohol illegal again. Either you'd be crazy or you weren't paying attention to history. You weren't paying attention when you were supposed to learn something, at least a little bit, about what happened during alcohol prohibition. I mean, they didn't teach me a whole lot of important stuff in government high school, but I do remember them touching on that, and it made sense at that time. You make something illegal, it goes into the black market, it doesn't go away, the uh, The market surrounding it gets more dangerous, the product becomes more dangerous, and well, there are and, other problems.
1: And the effects are long-lasting. Um, the the uh, we, we, we still, still have, have not... not Gone back, back down, down to the, the amount, amount of uh, consumption, consumption percentage wise of beer and wine versus liquor. There's still more consumption of liquor than there was prior to prohibition. Prohibition spiked the consumption of liquor in the same way that, uh, you know, well, it's easier to transport, uh, you know, a, a gallon of uh, Everclear than it is a gallon of beer. It's more effective in getting people drunk. So that's the consumption of liquor went up and we still haven't uh you know gotten back down to that mean that uh, existed beforehand with brewed alcohols brewed and uh brewed alcohols versus distilled ones
0: so i wanted to start things out by going a little further on this topic and getting into some of the evidence that shows about drug decriminalization. We were just talking specifically about marijuana last night, but the drug war cuts across a lot more drugs than that and hurts a lot more. of The people that are getting hurt, the the innocent folks that are just users of those drugs, uh, the dealers of those drugs, they're getting hurt by these, uh, these drug laws that are taking them out of their lives, their productive lives in most cases, and putting them into prison cells, st- uh, stealing them away from their family members. Ruining their their, uh, their careers and destroying their lives. And so Portugal, a few years back, several years back, decided to do a little experiment. And it was an experiment that wasn't unprecedented. Other places have experimented in similar ways in the past, like Amsterdam, uh, when it comes to cannabis laws and even... I believe, uh, I believe psychedelic mushrooms over there to some extent, although they've ch- they've changed things since then. Uh, but nonetheless, the, Portugal actually apparently went and decriminalized everything, like small amounts of everything, whether we're talking about crack or marijuana. They've. It's. it's across yeah. the board.
2: It'd be like if you were caught with heroin, it'd be the equivalent of getting a parking ticket or something like that. It was just administrative for all drugs across the board. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. And we'd seen some initial, uh, I guess, res- uh, results from that. Now there's more, Mark.
1: And you're going to share yeah. some of that with us. So this is from Scientific American. In the the face of uh, growing numbers of deaths and cases of HIV linked to drug abuse, the Portuguese government in 2001, so we're talking almost 10 years now, tried a new tack to get a handle on the problem. It decriminalized the use of possession of heroin, cocaine, marijuana, LSD, and other illicit street drugs, pretty much everything. The theory, focusing on treatment and prevention instead of jailing users, would decrease the number of deaths and infections. Five years later, the number of deaths from street drug overdoses dropped from around 400 to 290. That's that's a significant it's drop. It's a significant drop. Um, the, the still, people are still killing themselves with heroin and speed balls and all that good stuff. Yeah. And you know what, kids? Heroin and cocaine and injecting that stuff, it'll kill you. No so um, I mean, no, no doubt that people are still managing to kill themselves off, but fewer of them are. And I would suspect one of the reasons is they know what the dosage. There's a, uh, you know, it's it's easier to get a good dosage uh, that knowing good dosage. I mean, knowing that you knowing what you're getting and that you're not getting uh, the uh, you know crap bath, bathtub bathtub gin. Kind well, there's of thing.
0: there's that, and then there's also an aspect that really affects. I think really affects people who are using things like meth or or crack. And that is that these are individuals who are prone to paranoia and specifically prone to a certain brand of paranoia.
2: Very specific paranoia, like video cameras behind picture frames and stuff like that. These people all have the same exact visualizations. It's creepy.
0: And what is somebody who's who's really paranoid like that, who's using a drug that if they believe it's illegal, what is somebody like that going to think about getting help?
1: They're not going to want to get help. They're going to think that they can handle it on their own.
0: They're going to think that if they go to get help, that they're going to get turned in. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, that's true, even though yeah. it may not be true. In many cases, like the doctor may keep it quiet and you know not talk to the cops. There, is, I th- there are, I believe, places where if you go to the hospital and you turn yourself in for drug treatment, that the police are notified. And even if they aren't actually notified, drug users who, who know it's illegal will believe that they will be because they're paranoid. <laughs> so they're not going to turn themselves in. They're not going to go to the hospital looking for help. They're not going to go to family members looking uh, for help if it's going to involve checking themselves into some sort of a clinic. And so if you take away that aspect, if you take away that illegality, and now it's completely legal to have this, uh, you know, the crack rock or whatever whatever it is you're hooked on it's completely legal you know that you can walk into a clinic somewhere and say I'm ready to stop can you help me and and you wouldn't have to be concerned about being put in a cage against your will at that point i i think that alone accounts for a significant amount of people being able to go find help because they're not afraid to anymore. You know,
1: And, and I agree with you and I want people to get help. I, I however have this, uh, this streak in me that's it's kind, kind of, of, of like well you know uh, th- actions have consequences and if you do uh, speedballs that uh, at some point or another those speedballs are going to kill you and it doesn't make me feel really terrible that that happens. I don't want people to have uh, negative outcomes but I do know that when you do actions that have negative outcomes it's pretty likely that's going to happen and I'm not going to spend a lot of emotional energy on getting all worked up However, there's another important aspect that uh, has been um, that's been affected here. That cases. Uh, the, the cases of L, uh, excuse me, HIV having to do with uh, dirty needles um, injected through heroin, cocaine, other illegal substances It's a big way HIV is spread Yes, and remember, this This means that this could trickle on down to you and your loved ones. This isn't just some drug drug user killing themselves with a speedball. This is, you know, it's an infection and then it affects, uh, infects other people and other, uh, infects other people and, and things like that. From 2,000 cases in um... Uh, Excuse me, 1,400 cases in the year 2000 to about 400 cases in 2006. That's significant. Plummeted about a third. Because they can
0: get fresh needles without a concern. Indeed. All right, more coming up here. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts on drug decriminalization or whatever's on your mind. It is the brand new year, 2011, uh, and we are Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves and bring up anything.
3: How does
1: a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll free. Take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. Uh, don't forget, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a mobile site, so if you've got a smartphone, you can just punch up m.freetalklive.com. Get quick access to our
1: streams, as well as the podcast and more. Go to m.freetalklive.com. Get your Liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. You check them out, um, Let Your Voice Be Heard, LibertyStickers.com. I like to go there and just uh, look through them all. They, <laughs> I find them entertaining to look at. It's LibertyStickers.com. Plus, if you have a band or a business or something that you want a bumper sticker made for, Liberty Stickers can do that for you, too. It's yeah. LibertyStickers.com. They, they actually made the Free Talk Live stickers. They
0: did, and the LRN.FM stickers, which you can get for free, by the way. You can go to Promote.FreeTalkLive.com to learn how to get a, a, a Free Talk Live bumper
1: sticker on the house. LibertyStickers.com.
0: All right. 800-259-9231. I want to get to the calls, Mark, but I want to make sure we've, we've hit on the really important points about this Portugal drug decriminalization. And what you've pointed out so far is that it's been five years now since they've decriminalized
1: small amounts of drugs. Well, it's been longer than that, nearly oh, really? 10. Um, but oh, wow! The, the studies, you know, the, it takes a while to compile the information and go through it. And so stuff they did like this. So they have they have five years of information at this point. Got it. All right. Governments so. don't work quickly.
0: And the, the the word is that not only are drug overdoses down by something like 25 percent, but the people who are using drugs and uh, using heroin-like needle-based
1: drugs, for instance. Right. Well, needle um, contractions of HIV from dirty needles has uh, gone down by like 66 percent. Yeah, it's significant. Like it was
0: 1,400 uh, one year, and then a few years later, it was down to 400. That's so great. That's huge. That's a
2: big drop,
0: yeah. Uh, And that's a huge quality. It's not only a drop in number, but it's a big quality of life increase for those people who are now not infected with, uh, with HIV when they might otherwise have been because they can get the needle. Without without fear of going to jail, they can. I don't know where they buy them, but uh, they must be available on the streets. There's probably some
1: organizations that are helping out, providing uh, them. You know, yeah, the same way that organization will give you condoms, they'll give you a, a clean needle.
0: Yeah, there was a church like that in uh, in Amsterdam that has a window where they can where they've been approved to vend both heroin and needles, and it really has helped people getting their giving them the ability to get clean needles and heroin that is of a consistent quality goes a far far way toward actually getting uh people helping people be safe yeah, it's it's called harm reduction
2: anything out there like the most disgusting act or chemical that you could put in your body that you can think of somebody's going to want to do it and so if you, you know, make it impossible for them to accommodate that, it's just going to become more dangerous than it already is. Because so, they're going to
1: do it
0: anyway. Yeah, they're
2: going to do it. If, you know, somebody wants an abortion, you make abortion illegal, they're going to do it anyway. So Well,
1: they're likely to do it
0: anyway.
2: Yeah, it's, some it's of them get are gross. going to do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, I'm curious, Mark, uh I I'm, I'm sure there's more, but do they address crime in this? Uh, do, have have they seen a drop in Violent crime, robberies, things like that. They
1: don't address crime in this, but they do mention that drug uh, criminalization did reach its primary goal in Portugal, reducing the health consequence of drug use, Mm -hmm. and it did not lead to Lisbon the capital of Portugal, becoming a drug tourist destination. So that didn't happen. Interesting. And this this form of decriminalization. That's shocking, actually. Yeah, it, it didn't happen. At this, well, I guess it's not legal in point, that. Ten years
0: now. Well, I guess it maybe the reason for that is because you can't just go into a coffee shop right, and It's order not legal
1: it. to sell this stuff. It's legal to possess right. ten, essentially what they consider to be 10 days worth of personal usage mm-hmm. amount. Um, so it is uh, you can still get tossed in jail for selling drugs, but possessing drugs personally. Personal use—that's um, not.
2: Uh... Yeah, and to get there, you gotta like go on an airplane or something like that. Most people aren't willing to risk, you know, taking their drugs with them to that's this true. place. So,
1: good portion of the world's attached uh, land-wise to, uh, to to Europe, so they could they could walk if they wanted. So that's great news. Is there anything else that you want to share from the well, piece? Th- this or? is it until um, you know we're running across something. Let's take some All thoughts.
0: right. 800-259-9231. So significant safety increases by just a small, just a little tweak to uh, the drug laws, allowing more people to feel more comfortable with uh, their habits and, and being able to uh, to do them without, uh, without fear of, of uh, you know a cage. Let's go to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Meg, and Mark. Hello there.
4: Uh, Good evening. Happy New Year to everyone. Hey, Frank. Yeah, I wanted to say that don't expect the United States government's policy regarding drugs uh, to be enlightened like the Europeans. Uh, Oh, I don't. You could look historically at, as you mentioned, the Netherlands. You can look at Switzerland, whereby there were specific parks set aside where the junkies could go and free needles would be given out. And when they would pass on, you know, the coroner would pick up the bodies and do that. I mean, it was very uh, sort of enlightened. Uh, but if you look at the United States right now, and I was thinking of our draconian social policies, specifically the rise of the, per- profit, uh, the profit-making the profit prison, the private corporation that creates the uh, prison uh, that provides cheap labor, I would anticipate with the way things are going – Uh, that we'll have more and more prosecutions regarding uh, drug-related offenses just to keep those uh, prisons operating and the profit margin up because, you know, a lot of American and foreign money is being invested in those companies right now, especially from the sovereign wealth trusts that exist in europe and asia that yeah. don't have to pay american taxes
3: you're,
0: you're touching what you're touching on there frank is uh, is one factor that is leading toward the government people never changing their minds on this here in this country Correct. not only is there a large prison industry both private and government uh, but there's also of course all the police out there that are making uh you know buku uh, bonus yes. bucks off of this and thank you for the call tonight frank appreciate hearing call, from you let's talk okay. to josh listening in tallahassee josh you're on free talk live listening to wfla fm
5: uh, hi, hey, Sorry about that. I uh, dropped the call a moment ago, but uh, I was gonna touch on a couple of points here uh first of all, that you know cannabis not addictive at all uh it's really just it's more like any other drug out there that really doesn't have too much of an addiction, you know uh. Trait to it, kind of like caffeine. True, the, uh, well, actually, caffeine you know. is, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. is more addictive than than marijuana. But yeah, you that's, know, that's now people will take umbrage with this, and I like to to, to sort of uh, you know specify. If you were to uh, you know eat ice cream every evening mm. at nine thirty p.m., then one night. For whatever reason, the grocery store is out of your cookie dough, your favorite cookie dough caramel ice cream, and you didn't buy it, or your wife says, Hey, you're fat. You're not getting anymore. Or whatever reason you don't have caramel cookie dough ice cream at uh, 9.30 p.m., you're going to miss it. And you're going to, you know, feel the sort of the, the effects that uh, are akin to addiction. It's really a habit. And I, right. could, I, I would say that marijuana is habit forming, as is any good feeling thing.
6: Right.
5: I I mean, there's more of a, there's, from what I understand, there's more of a withdrawal with things like sugar and caffeine than there are with with
6: cannabis.
0: Caffeine, for sure, is a highly addictive uh, drug, but, uh, you know, just because something's addictive doesn't mean it should be illegal, and that applies to meth, and that applies to all the other drugs that we've been talking about tonight.
5: Right, and the other point I was going to make, and I've been an advocate of this for quite some time, I wish I lived in California, but... um, is that I mean, if you have an addict, uh, let's say a person has an addictive personality and it's caused them to feel as though they need cannabis. Well, if you find them with it, I mean, or as a better example, somebody who might need, a bit, you know, actually need to uh, uh, actually go through rehab.
0: Um, Tell you what, we'll let you make your point here in a moment. You're welcome to hang on. 800-259-9231. You can take control. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts on
7: drug decriminalization
0: or whatever you want. Free talk live.
7: Spark imaginations and free minds with an enjoyable graphic novel or webcomic from BigHeadPress.com. This holiday season provides a great opportunity to share a vision of freedom and how we'll get there. Inspirational and beautifully illustrated publications from BigHeadPress.com are great tools for sharing the freedom message with thoughtful stories that are extremely entertaining and a pleasure to read. You'll be awed by the illustrations while you cheer for the heroes and boo the villains. Check out BigHeadPress.com and sample their work online before you buy BigHeadPress.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. That's right. It's New Year's Day. We're here. Those other talk show hosts want to take time off for their weekend and their family. And Well, you know what? You're our, our radio family. And uh, we're here to... <laughs>
2: We cool. did Christmas last week. I mean... thing
0: right. Uh, so, uh, 800-259-9231. We are here to take your calls about anything. Though, drug decriminalization is the topic at hand because... Portugal has had incredibly positive experience with their experiment in drug decriminalization. We're going to come back here and continue that discussion here in a moment, but want to make sure you know about the bulletin board system over at bbs.freetalklive.com, where you can get involved and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. That's bbs.freetalklive.com.
1: And if you listen to talk radio, you've heard pitches to buy gold uh, these days. And um, whether it's as a hedge against inflation, investment, barter currency, in case the big one comes – um well, you know, when I was looking at buying gold years back, I found it uh, I found it to be confusing all the uh the uh, the choices out there. So I decided to make it easy for my listeners. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. We've teamed up with Midas Resources. I think you'll find the best rates there, but please, I've picked coins that you can easily compare to other uh places. These are common coins just intended to get gold and silver into your hands. Please go there. Comparison shop with the other places. It's gold.freetalklive.com.
0: All right, so uh, we're talking about this study from Portugal that has taken a look at five years' worth of data and discovered, well, we could have predicted, that drug use is now safer. There are fewer people that are actually having overdise, uh, overdoses as a result of drug decriminalization across the board. We're not just talking about cannabis. We're not talking about marijuana. We're talking about everything. So it's legal to possess up to 10 days' worth of whatever it would take for you to use and be sati- satisfied by methamphetamine or you know MDMA or heroin or anything that is typically thought of as illegal it's not legal to sell those things which i think the fact that it's not legal to sell it is On one hand, it certainly hasn't turned the city into a drug tourist mecca. But on the other hand, it also still means that you still aren't going to be sure what you're getting when you're buying on the street. You still don't know if the heroin you're getting is as strong as the heroin you bought last week. You don't know those things. And that's one of the problems with drug prohibition. But despite that, just the one little tweak of making it so people can possess these drugs has dramatically increased the safety. HIV. Yep.
1: Safety's increased and drug usage is down. Is that true?
6: That's wow, true, really?
1: especially among teenagers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do, do they have numbers on that? or they just No, they have, a, they have numbers um, that, that indicate that there has been a global decline in marijuana use among teens in general, and Portugal is no different. It's very interesting. So we're going to continue with your thoughts. So the idea that legalizing drugs will make it so our teenagers do nothing but sit around, smoke pot, and shoot heroin is, once again proven to be a false uh, statement
0: yeah the neg- the, uh, the the netherlands in their experiment with marijuana decrim also found that years ago that after a short spike after a quick uptick after the legalization they found that the usage levels with teens dropped uh, significantly it's low fewer teens in the netherlands smoke pot than they do in the united states and but what like are we there.
1: teaching our kids ian
0: let's go to the phones <laughs> and go back to josh josh you were trying to, to get a point out there before we had to hit the break uh so go ahead with your thoughts
5: uh, well, I'm going to change my point, but I'll keep it short because I know that you have to get to other calls. But um, uh, basically, it's how uh, government will create a statistic, uh, to fabricate a statistic to keep something illegal. If you get caught with cannabis, um, they say that cannabis is what the most teens are in rehab for uh, than any other drug. Well, this is true only because when you get caught with it and you're, you know, underage. The judge gives you two options: you can go to juvie, or you can go to rehab. Now, I know kids aren't, you know, as educated as their adults sometimes, but what kind of kid chooses juvie over rehab? Well, they'll they'll choose
1: the rehab. People in general always make, uh, you know, generally will make the best choices for themselves when given uh, an incentive like that.
5: So, so they'll choose the rehab because you know they don't want to go to, uh, you know, juvie or prison where. You know, once they come out, they've gone through so much. Now they're saying, okay,
6: where's the hard stuff?
0: Good point. Thank you, Josh, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800 259 9231. Let's go to Brad, listening in, I believe, Indiana to WGBF. Hello, Brad.
6: Hey, how are you doing?
8: Hey, what's
0: on your mind tonight? Yeah, so
8: kind of in lines with what you're talking about, but kind of far, pretty far off. You know, most of the cities are outlawing even cigarette smoke in the restaurants. it's, I mean, the very politicians that are with the free market system won't allow, you know, restaurants to allow smoke. And if you don't like this, go to a restaurant that has smoke, you can patronize another restaurant. And it's just, you know, it seems like they're tightening loose more and more on that and dictate more and more on a free country. Yeah,
0: they, they sure are making it more difficult yeah, it for, for cigarette smokers to uh, to exist. and. Anybody that would support restrictions on smoking in businesses, uh, you know, arbitrarily described or decided upon by the government is certainly cannot call themselves pro-free market.
8: And I don't even smoke. And I mean, I don't even I mean, it doesn't bother me. It does my wife. So we tend to avoid places that do. But again, I mean, they don't have a problem with taxing the bejesus out of, you know, cigarettes. But then at the same token, they don't want to let anybody smoke anywhere in a free market in restaurants where the or the owners choose whether they allow smoking or not. Yeah. But on the get note, I, just real quick on, on the utilization of all the other drugs that are illegal, I mean, ultimately, you know, if, if they do have bad side effects, the way I look at it, it'll cost society a lot less in the long run. If A lot of people die younger and they don't have to pay for them as old people in nursing homes for 20 years.
0: It's certainly a cynical and jaded way to look at it, but uh, I don't think it's uh, <laughs> It's where inaccurate. I started,
1: but in fact, the, 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 the numbers, uh, you know, speak differently.
8: <laughs> well, you know what I mean. So I know what you heart- mean. I absolutely, I have the same feeling. If
1: you're, if you're going to take Cristo drano and shoot it into your veins, don't expect me to come and throw myself on the casket.
2: <laughs> hey, I, I guess that's sort of survival of the fittest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Smart ones out there aren't going to be right. doing that. <laughs> the so. monkeys
1: that ate the poison berries, they're not here anymore. Yeah. And that's
2: okay.
0: You, you can try. Go ahead. Uh,
1: I'm sorry. I talked over you there.
0: Go ahead.
8: I, I was just going to say thanks for uh, taking my call. That's the two comments I want to make. Appreciate no problem, it.
0: sir. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you being out there at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bob is in New York listening to WTNY in Watertown. Hey, Bob. Hello. Hey, Bob. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah.
9: In 1995, the California efficiency race was won by a 2,500-pound car, that's an average-sized car today, that got 88 miles to the gallon just on gasoline alone. Fifty-five years ago, Ford had a car, 3,108 pounds, that was their car they sold, and they made one get 70 miles to the gallon and it would not have cost any more to manufacture this car than any other car that they sold. I'm just wondering why the uh, efficiency requirements are so low.
0: Are you suggesting that the automakers have uh, they yes, purpos- they've purposely re- yes. reduced the uh, the efficiency of these cars they, yeah. they all could be around ninety miles a gallon. And that something well, has happened between. There's now a and lot then. of
1: auto manufacturers that have entered the business since 1954, and one and and one way to stand out in front of the pack would be to have a vehicle that, in fact, um, has you know higher gas mileage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right. You know, the smart car, uh, you know, is 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 attempting to to get in on that race, but it's still really only getting what 40 miles to the gallon highway. Um, you know, so I, I'm skeptical of this uh, this holy grail of car of the carburetor out there that's supposed to get you 80 to 100 miles a gallon I, i've heard of these stories but i i'm i'm honestly skeptical of them
9: well i met a guy who uh, had a, a dodge van around 1970 and it had a slant six engine the slant six engine had a was on a 45 degree angle that meant that the the uh, intakes were the intake manifolds were long and and of equal distance and they, if you if you um, insulated the exhaust system, which was underneath the intake, so that no it, all the heat would go up into the intake manifolds, and you had a way to cut down on the gas, maybe cut it in half or a lot less than it was, it would get his van would get got 55 miles to the gallon. In other words, it doubled. So, what is your
0: speculation as to uh, you know why that stopped? Uh, why those cars have been stopped?
9: Well, I mean, I can think of a lot of superficial reasons, no, no yeah. one big reason.
0: Okay. Well, you know, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Some people would, this is kind of like the automotive conspiracy world. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The, the GPS Blackbox, Blackbox Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, one 800 259 Ninety-two thirty-one, and joining you tonight it's Ian and Meg and Mark. Don't forget you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com you can watch and listen to the show and interact as well. Our chat room is built into the same page as the webcam and to view that and to interact you can go to cam.freetalklive.com that's cam.freetalklive.com of course it's
1: completely free and thanks to Memory Dealers. Right because nothing's really free somebody's got to pay for it. MemoryDealers.com does. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers and up to 99% off of list price. They can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery, com.
0: All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So we've actually been again, it's free talk live, you can bring up anything you want. So we had a call there. We're talking about drug decriminalization, then we had a call from a guy that was wondering what happened to the cars that he'd heard about in the past that had, you know, eighty eight miles to the gallon and these, you know, special car parts. I'm not a car guy, right, Mark? You you understood what he was talking about with this V rotated engine on the forty five oh, degree six. angle. Six.
1: I think that's the car the engine that saved Chrysler is what that's called. Okay. it it wasn't special to that van by the way it was it, you know it was it was a very common engine so what happened though is was his question
0: to the, to these engines and these cars that allegedly could go ninety
1: miles to the gallon um well cars have gotten more fuel efficient over time, and if there's a conspiracy to keep cars from being fuel efficient it's failing um you know there's there, there have been stories and, and some people that I really trust have told me these stories about uh this these this magic carburetor that gets a hundred miles to the gallon. But then the, or men the men battery in black. Or the battery that will charge itself overnight. Or the and the water all these, power car. What's that? The, the water, water power car. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the water one power I hear a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a new one. Um and you know, all these things. And I just have to say that. They probably exist in the world of conspiracy theory because the Internet is so large and so vast that somebody would just put the plans, the schematics for this thing up. And then everybody would have it.
0: Well, usually, right. Usually the stories about the men in black showing up at the inventor's
1: yeah. laboratory and offering him a deal he can't refuse. And if he doesn't, he disappears. Right. That's the deal you can't yeah. refuse. Drug out to the uh, Slant 6 v, v, Dodge van. Right. Or they'll Everybody's kill his sure. kids or something like that.
0: So the stories always happened in the past. And while it could have been plausible in 1980, it's just not plausible today. Uh, If those ideas exist, then it would totally make sense for somebody to go open source with it and put it online like a WikiLeak, you know, essentially, look, here's how you can make an engine that will get 100 miles to the gallon. Boom. Poof. There it is. It's out there. A thousand people have downloaded it. There's no once that uh, cat is out of the bag, you cannot put it back in.
2: Well, they did that with like the uh, one that runs off French fries or French fry oil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the biodiesel. Yeah, and so now, like, I see all the hippie vans going by the McDonald's and picking up their <laughs> reservoirs. And only stuff. problem
0: with that is you,
1: if you if you reach a certain number of hippies
0: in a in a given area, there are only there's only so much oil that you can get yeah, from the McDonald's, yeah. right?
1: Then they're uh, buying out the Crisco in the uh, supermarket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it doesn't have to be. It could just be any old vegetable oil.
0: Is yeah, it runs on vegetable mm-hmm.
1: oil, sure. Um, it's just the vegetable oil, is <laughs> comparative to gasoline. I don't know. I mean, I haven't priced this stuff out of the grocery store, but I, I imagine it's, uh, you know, not that it's not that cheap once you actually have to go buy brand new vegetable oil. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah.
0: Once somebody comes up with a brilliant idea, there's no reason why it should be able to be shut down today. So, if those ideas are still viable, then certainly some people must know about them, and so put them online, let people know, and let's uh, let's see who can. Maybe they could create an, an automotive X Prize or something like that, kind of like they did with the the space. Space prize program. Anyway, 800-259-9231. Let's continue. You can bring up whatever you want, and we'll talk to Steve listening to WGBF in Indiana. Hello, Steve. Steve in Indiana.
10: you right.
0: Hey, what's uh, on your mind tonight?
10: Well, you, I, I, I was listening. I, I work as a deputy sheriff, and I was listening to your comment. You said something about uh, police making Buku money off of drug arrests. Yeah, police
1: departments. I think is probably the the proper way to say it. Um,
10: that, well, some cops oh. are
1: taking cash, and they're making pretty good money off of
0: that. Oh,
10: yeah. Well, I Well, I, you know, there again, that's that's highly offensive to me and members of my of my brother. And that's in highly law.
1: offensive. You consider the people that are other people that wear badges to be your brothers? Uh, yeah, I do. Well, yeah, and that just goes to show that it's an us against them situation.
10: Because Not really, yeah, you know what? If you let me talk, what yeah, I was right all I was also going to say was there's there's a lot of law enforcement officials that would probably agree with you about cannabis in general, you know, legalizing it because you know, for instance, when I talk about when I talk about drug and addiction, what I'm really talking about is uh, you know the the serious effects of methamphetamine on our community and things of that nature. Where cannabis could can very easily be legalized, in sure, sure. liquor stores, you know, and and, and I've always told told other people as well that, that, you know, I've never really had to fight a, a pothead.
6: Yep, but that's I've true. had to
10: fight a lot of drunks. And, you know, and, and when you look at damage to the community and a whole, alcohol, by and far is, is far more of a problem, you know, across the board than any other of those drugs that you talk about.
0: Sure, and, and but, you're absolutely right about all that, Steve. And I appreciate the, uh, you know, I appreciate your uh, your candor here tonight because I agree with you. There are a lot of cops that get it and they understand that the, the war on so drugs is a bad thing. This
10: for instance, on I, I can't I I don't typically make small marijuana arrests. A lot of officers that I work with, and I work with a very highly reputable department, which is one of the reasons why I take offense to some of the attitudes that you may have. But but regarding law enforcement in general. But however, that being said, generally when I make a a small pot uh, interdiction, when I pull somebody over, teenagers and the like, I usually ask them if they want a ticket for paraphernalia, and then dump the pot you know or do they want to go to jail and amazingly uh, the youth uh, that i pull over on these stops generally will say they'd rather have a ticket yes you know, i imagine they the would they, exactly but, but my point in saying you know i just wish uh, my wish is that more people would get involved in their community in terms of actually seeing what law enforcement officers have to deal with regarding this you know when you go to a house to just serve somebody a court summons and you knock on the door and you find that the the female parent, if you want to call her that, is passed out on the couch for methamphetamine, and you're looking into a kitchen filled with roaches and filth, and you see a two-year-old kid standing in front of you with feces running down his legs because he hadn't had his diaper change for four weeks, then you start to see the effects of some of these narcotics on our community. Yeah, right? there's no doubt about do it.
0: Look, it's not intended so, so to... I'm the, just the, saying, the, Steve, the I'm things just that we say I here...
10: I get. Would, I, okay, I'm just saying, if I, I just wish more... People would do a ride along. Steve, not, I I've
0: done do ride-alongs with uh, okay. ride along with the cops before, and I get where you're coming from. Drug use okay. and drug abuse, more specifically, is a tragic occurrence. Uh, in many cases, right. it destroys people's lives. What I'm trying to uh, to say here, and what we're saying uh, t- tonight, and we're showing you with the information from Portugal and their d- drug decriminalization, what right. they've done over there, is to tell you that making these things illegal hasn't stopped what you're talking about the the, the situation you're that. describing is a situation that exists under total prohibition of methamphetamine in point of fact that. if it were not for the war on drugs methamphetamine would likely never have been developed it is a more hardcore version of uh, speed basically <laughs> and it's in the same Could way that crack cocaine is a more Could hardcore version enough
6: actually. I'm sorry?
10: Methamphetamine was created during World War II. That's the fine, American but it may
0: not have become as popularized on the streets if it weren't for uh, certain factors about prohibition. So plus, you've also got the fact that the meth addicts are afraid to get help because it's they know it's illegal what they're doing. And we've just given you the numbers earlier tonight. Maybe you weren't tuned in at that time. But in Portugal, I heard them. Yeah, in Portugal, people that. are safer now because of this drug decriminalization. Does that mean that the tragedies are all gone? No, of course not. Yeah. People are still going to be abusing things, but lives are not made better by putting mommy in a jail cell and destroying any kind of semblance of of normalcy that she not might have. Not to mention
1: that police officers' lives aren't put in um, in danger doing these drug busts nearly as often when guys, you know, well, when, yeah. when yeah. these police officers yeah,
10: go into these places. Something? Can yeah. I say something? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, well your thoughts I, like that. I traveled I traveled exclusively uh, extensively with my parents when I was younger. And uh, I actually went to Switzerland and I have a kind of funny I was maybe thirteen or fourteen when I was in Geneva or Zurich or one of those countries or one of those cities. And I remember being at a hotel and they served, they had beer machines. They didn't have Coke machines. You could only get Cokes out of fountains. Well there's hmm. no drinking drinking age in Switzerland. Well, I remember commenting. I'd met some people, uh, some other kids my age, and one of them was from France, I think. And I was just, you know, just astounded by that. And I was talking about going and getting a beer out of the beer machine, and yeah. they were like, "Why? Mm-hmm. We don't even." Do it. And and so I've often, I've always said that about some of the regulations regarding, like for instance, it's much more difficult to get a driver's license in Europe, you know, and and typically you can't get one until you're 21. Which Steve, anymore. by the way,
0: you you're really onto something here with uh, the alcohol rules in Europe. Turns out, young people in Europe are much more responsible drinkers than exactly. young people in the United because. States. It because all has to do with prohibition. No Steve, I, I wish we had more time, but we've got to get other people on here in the second hour. But I thank you for the call. Don't hesitate to call in at any point in the future and get yep. the uh, you know the law enforcement perspective. I always appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And check out Law Enforcement Against Prohibition when you get a moment. I think you might appreciate them. It's leap.cc, L-E-A-P.cc.
1: More free talk live coming up. A very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that in 2011, we'll witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives. The way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at endofamerica.com. 19.com although this video may be offensive to some audiences it's worth checking out again it's endofamerica 19.com that's the numeral 19 that's end of America the numeral 19.com <laughs>
6: This
0: is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the live Saturday edition of the program. That's right, it's New Year's Day. We are here to take your phone calls about anything, and joining you tonight it's Ian. And Meg. And Mark. By the way, uh, you can dial in toll free, 800 259 9231, and you can take control of the airwaves. Drug decriminalization has been the majority of the topic, uh, the topics we've been discussing so far tonight, but that doesn't mean you can't change the topic and and bring up anything at 800 259 9231. Excited to be uh, kicking off a new year and a new decade here and tonight this is great it's glad we could be here with you and always uh, happy to talk to you about anything so don't forget you can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com those other talk show hosts in the business want to charge you for their sites we do it for free so head over there and enjoy freetalklive.com as we continue here with your phone calls we've got jack listening to wrnn in myrtle beach hello jack jack are you there?
6: Yes, can
11: you hear me? Yes, yes sir. What's on you? your mind tonight? Well, I've got 20 years' experience in and around uh, drug treatment, and I, I take the position that I think it should be legalized for a variety of reasons, that, which I'd just like to mention. The biggest problem that I see in this whole thing is money. If it wasn't for the financial benefit to uh, you know people on the street that really couldn't qualify for most jobs, uh. Their only qualification is they don't mind breaking a law, and that's what I really see is wrong with this. And they're making enormous amounts of money.
6: Wait, what's I drug know, dealers?
0: Hold on, what's wrong with what? I missed that point.
11: Uh, drug dealing. You know, if, if you if you don't have any compunctions about breaking a law, you'll get out there in the street and peddle drugs and maybe mm-hmm. knock down more than a thousand dollars a week.
1: No, yeah,
0: maybe oh, more far than more than that, that yeah. is possible.
3: Sure.
1: Oh yeah, the gangs are making but, it so that it's a, it's much more structured, and people that are selling are making a lot less money. The, the your your street dealer is making a lot less money. But I agree with but, you that uh, you no, can still get keystones uh, in the drug but, business easily. You're talking about that, somebody who does their own
6: thing. But, yeah, but
11: that's not that's not the issue. The issue is the money itself. Uh, I was an, an asked to testify twice in two federal trials against. Um, you know, the kingpins in this drug operation in the Chicago area. And the thing that's interesting is the amount of money these folks had. The judge even asked one of these suspects, one of the uh, people caught in this operation, uh, how he knew how much money he had, because they found stacks of money hidden in the garage. And he says he weighs it. He <laughs> just, really, you weigh it. This is, you know, that's you know, a lot I'll of money. I might give it away, but he knew out to four decimal points how much a hundred dollar bill weighed. Yep. And the judge says, What if you're off a little it's just, just a little money, who cares?
0: Yeah, exactly. At that at that and, point, and, once you've gotten that much money, it's a thousand dollars here, a
1: thousand dollars there, no big deal. Yeah, once you're once so, you're weighing your money to figure out how much it is, it <laughs> doesn't matter if you're off by a few hundred. The
11: bottom line of this whole thing is it was alleged and it's probably true, that Al Capone was a billionaire
1: mm-hmm.
0: back
11: in the days when that was a whale, of a lot of money. And basically due to you know, alcohol being illegal,
0: absolutely. And
11: nowadays, nowadays we have criminals that are much more violent. And he was violent enough that are dealing in drugs, and the reason they're there money yeah you're money.
0: not only are you correct about all that but the interesting thing about prohibition is the more strictly prohibited a product the more violent the criminal trade becomes because if you think about it if for instance they uh, they were to put like the death penalty on marijuana dealing only the most vicious criminal dangerous individuals would be engaging in dealing that product as of now you know most marijuana dealers are users and you know maybe some low-level dealers uh, are also well. users and, and they're very you know they're mostly pretty mellow folks um, because there's the, the penalties aren't terrible in comparison to what they could be i mean certainly they're still draconian uh compared to nothing but uh, the more stringent the restrictions the more dangerous the trade becomes
11: well and the final thing i wanted to mention is back when this war on drugs began the budget was four billion i mean you know think about that for a second. that's a lot of money four billion dollars and look at it today it's over 30 billion dollars so if nothing else, you know, we'd save a lot. If we put half of that money and invested in treatment and education for people, I think we'd end up with a better system. Yeah. That's what Portugal's and doing, it right.
0: and it's working. Yep, no doubt about it. Plus, and, you and, then and, could and, actually have and, the cops investigating real crimes, like crimes like murder and rape, uh, arson, rather than p- spending hours and hours dealing with uh, somebody has got a little bit of pot in their pocket. And I thank you for the call or, tonight. Or, Great thoughts. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Jeff listening to WFLA in Florida. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: How are you all doing? Hey, Jeff. What's on your mind tonight? I could go on for three hours without taking a breath on this subject. <laughs> <laughs> permit me, but... I will take one shot at historical perspective and one shot at contemporary.
6: All right, sure. Too,
10: too few people understand that the core of the drug problem, as we understand it today, began because of the United States government. Our first group of hardcore addicts were morphine addicts. And they were a byproduct of battlefield surgery. Mm. And at the end of the Civil War, we had seventy-five to eighty thousand morphine addicts. Wow. With morphine having replaced alcohol as the primary anesthetic being utilized at the battlefields.
6: Mm-hmm.
10: But then some quote unquote scientists discovered that they could get these soldiers off of morphine if they gave him this drug called heroin, which was a sort of a refined morphine. In any case, 100 years ago, any 11-year-old girl could walk into an apothecary shop with the money and a note from her mother, asking for a couple of grams of heroin. The pharmacist would take the money and the note, fill the prescription, quote-unquote, and give the heroin to the little girl. The girl would go home to the mother And the world did not come to an end. Absolutely, Um, you
1: know, laudanum was a, uh, which is a tincture uh, with uh, morphine and 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 alcohol. You know, it was it was huge. Uh, You know, people people used it all the time for all kinds of ailments, and you know, it was somehow or another, the world went on the way it went on. Do I think that uh, you know people are as functional on laudanum as I think they are otherwise? No, but I don't get to control the world, and we still have a drug problem.
0: You know, I have to say that uh, I, I, I'm, this is my pet issue, and I have never heard the, the part about the, the Civil War and the morphine addicts. It's yeah. very interesting.
10: So I was the youngest drug rehab counselor in the history of the U.S. Navy. I don't claim to be an expert. But back in the 70s, when we were at Oxford University, passed in the Vietnam War. I was working with the heroin addicts returning from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. The reason I called you is because I am the proverbial taxi driver. Now, my contemporary perspective that I would like to share with you, is that long before I was a taxi driver, I did a variety of other things, and I came to live in Europe for 10 years, mm-hmm. including one year in the port city, the inland port city of Antwerp, Belgium, right on the Dutch border.
6: Mm-hmm.
10: Now, I went over to the Netherlands on any number of occasions, although I should point out to you, I never went to Rotterdam with the sailors. I never went to Amsterdam with the tourists. I always enjoyed seeing the people as they really were. I wanted to experience the culture as it really is. So I would go to other cities like Tunis and Breda, Rosendal, and and say I went up there maybe forty times. And then forty different visits. Never did anyone ever come to me and say to me, "Hey man, you tight? Are you straight man? want to get you- One time a man came up to me and asked me if I wanted some cocaine, and I said no, in 40 visits. Hmm. When I returned to the United States after 10 years, I moved to St. Petersburg, Florida, came here directly from France.
6: Mm -hmm.
10: I was here less than 48 hours, and I went about a block and a half to go to the store to buy a pack of smokes. Yes, I'm a cigarette smoker. Oh, you addict. oh, Oh, I'm such a bad person. Anyway. As I was walking, two young teenagers on bicycles were on either side of me. Mind you, I've only been in, back in the country for less than 48 hours, and I don't know anyone in St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. And I've got two teenagers competing for my crack business.
6: Wow. This was in
10: 1999 when I returned. Now, shortly after that, General McCaffrey resigned as the uh, <coughs> drug czar, yeah. and one of his parting shots... was was that the Netherlands experiment was a failed experiment. And I wrote a letter to the St. Pete Times pointing out the facts that the average age of a heroin addict in the Netherlands had dropped precipitously in the last 30 years since that experiment began, and related to the fact that I had been there 40 times and only had been approached once to buy anything other than marijuana. Nobody ever asked me to buy marijuana. I was back in the United States less than 48 hours. Jeff, thank you I so much for
0: that years. story. I really appreciate it. More coming up. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want, dial in toll-free, and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition, the very first for 2011, this new decade here. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Meg. And Mark. Want to make sure you know about freetalklive.com. You can go there and get interactive with us. The main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content. So as you're surfing around the web, if you find something you think is interesting, you think that you might want uh, our other listeners to know about you submit it to the website, and then other listeners will see it and vote on it, whether they like or dislike the most liked. make it to the front page and the top of the website, meaning even more people will see it and
1: uh, and enjoy what you have submitted to the site. Go to freetalklive dot com to do that in turn for liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduate, graduate, and recent graduates for its summer internship program. They have internships in all types of journalism and in public policy. The internship includes a, a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Visit LibertarianInternships.com for more information. And sign up to receive updates and reminders. It's com. All right, so we are continuing here. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything you want,
0: 800-259-9231. If you've got anything you want to share on the topic of drug decriminalization, that's been the majority of the topics here that we've heard of tonight. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always so difficult
1: to get the drug warriors to turn out. Like the real they don't, have in- um, yeah. they, the the don't have to the uh, reason that drug warriors don 't have to you know to call is because they 're the status quo they already have what they want, which is a um, you know a, a prison industrial complex yeah. centered around the incarceration of peaceful people. people have not harmed anyone being thrown in prison for uh, you know doing consensual acts amongst adults
0: by the way, it wasn 't my intention to offend uh, the police. We had a cop call earlier tonight who. I think had a lot of good things to say about drug decriminalization and he was very understanding towards the idea of decriminalizing marijuana at the very least and and on the other topic I would say of large the wider topic of other drugs I would say he was he's certainly open-minded he got prohibition he understood that prohibition
1: created some serious uh, unintended negative consequences when it came to alcohol and he didn't seem to have a lot of uh, um, you know he seemed to have a lot of cognitive dissidents around the idea that uh, police and police departments can be and are corrupt, corrupt. in this yeah. country I'm not saying Saying that every cop and every police oh. department are corrupt, but when you have a person and an organization that have a monopoly privilege on the use of force, and they are corrupt, power corrupting. I mean, power actually does corrupt. Well, There's science behind it.
2: The laws that they're upholding are corrupt. I uh, mean,
1: indeed, the and, way they
2: treat people is corrupt, and but, so.
1: It's so, inhumane. Yeah,
2: it's definitely so. The
1: laws—let's call it inhumane for a second—and um, the, the laws are inhumane. But you can, uh, you know, conduct them in a, a better and a worse way. You can enforce those laws in a better and a worse way. And the, what he was saying—it sounds like he's one of the good ones.
0: He's one of the better ones. I mean, he's still giving out tickets uh, to kids for paraphernalia rather than just letting them go, and that's still creating a record that's still forcing them to go. I don't go think to, a ticket does. Yeah, that's an arrest getting well, ticketed for something is an arrest just without the without the handcuffs and the trip to the police station you don't have to report it when you uh, you know you're going for a job and i think that's where most people deal right? with it is that right Okay, I don't know, Mark. I I don't know what you have to report and what you don't have to report when it comes to going to a job. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, again, he seemed like he was at least open-minded on the subject, and and that's a good thing. So I appreciate that. But yeah, by suggesting that uh, some cops are benefiting by being able to take the the cash from drug dealers, I mean that's a true statement. Happens every every day in this country. Yeah, maybe Steve, uh, the cop, wants to believe that everybody in his department is squeaky clean. But I am I sorry, think he knows better. I, mean, he I has don't to think that's better. true. I don't think that's true. Uh, and you know maybe that's one of the better departments that he works for i mean certainly some are better than others some are going to have more corruption than others but we've talked to cops in the past and when they're some some cops have told us that that they believe that uh, everybody in their department was corrupt at some level or or, or another and uh, i've known people personally who would make these claims an old new york city uh detective that i knew personally who made that statement that everyone he knew
2: and they probably corrupt. rise to the top every and time, and that's what
0: we've heard from yeah. uh, from multiple cops who have gotten out of the business, who are no longer they retired or they quit for some reason. They would make that statement that yes, there is corruption, and it's more likely that the people in the upper echelons of the bureaucracy are going to be corrupt in some cases than there's the there's only at the one way levels. to get
2: there. I'm sure, like if yeah. you aren't willing to throw somebody else under the bus, somebody else will throw you under to get up there. So,
0: so. let's continue here with your thoughts and talk to I believe Ed is with us listening to the TJ network in tennessee hello ed ed
12: how indeed. you gentlemen doing and lady
0: indeed just fine
12: good hey and and thanks for taking my call because i called you last night but, Oh, not uh, a
0: problem ed go ahead with your thoughts
12: okay uh, you know uh you know they make you think and national Geographic's gotta think meth is the most, the world's most dangerous drug but let's put this in perspective meth was estimated to kill 900 people last year it's estimated it, this is from a rand study Four hundred thousand users. Okay, when I I've told other radio the
0: Rand Corporation or Iran
12: the Rand, yeah, they did a study on it. Gotcha. Anyway, so I'd say, hey, uh, tobacco kills a whole lot more people than meth, and they'd always reply back to me, you know, radio host and different people, and they'd say, yeah, but there's so many more tobacco users. So I've ran the numbers on it. Okay, Chris. Estimated four hundred thousand users of meth. 900 of them died, let's say 1,000. For every uh, 445 users of meth, there's one death. For tobacco, every 100 users, there's a death.
6: Mm.
12: You see what I'm saying? So tobacco kills, just in the United States, as y'all may know, 1,000 people a day. Five and a half million every year around the globe. I
1: can't see how anybody in their right mind would call meth more de- more deadly than tobacco. I mean it certainly has some uh you know, dramatic effects on the human yeah. body. No, no doubt. Uh, hey, hey
6: hey
12: Mark, but listen, on on some people it seems to I don't know why it affects them so greatly, but I know other people, like if you were to have a lineup of ten meth users, I bet you couldn't pick I mean, you know, five that yep. did it and five. I bet kids. you're
0: right about that. I know you somebody personally somebody. I know somebody personally who used it uh, at, at a time in the past, and for a for a time in the past, and she is now you know a very productive normal uh, lady, and she didn't have that problem. And in the same way, if you look at alcoholics, I mean, there are a lot of people that are the same way with alcohol. They're very there are some people they're very very responsible, and some people when they get a taste, man, they cannot stop. I mean, that's
4: that's. Right, but it-
12: but hey, it's a low percentage in all those sure. categories except tobacco. Now tobacco's the number you know, the number one cause of preventable death. You know, and I'm not for prohibition of tobacco or any drug. Not. Unless you know, uh uh in I think 1960, 45 to fifty percent of adults smoked. That number has been reduced to eighteen or nineteen percent. Now let's just Do what?
1: Is it down to that? It used to be 25 just a few years ago. Yeah,
12: it's
2: it's becoming more taboo now. It's
12: about 20%. But listen, like, I I try to make the point to these, you know, uh, non-thinkers, you know, not people like you, but uh, that we didn't throw anybody in jail and we cut the number in half. Yeah, that's right. It's not a perfect society. You see what I mean? It's freedom. <laughs> right. freedom the Trump. idea that
0: you're gonna have a drug free zone is so yeah, absurd. Hey, hey,
12: freedom freedom trumps all this stuff, all this prohibition and all this stuff. You know, nobody wants to see anybody addicted to any of these drugs. Yep. But in a free, open society, abuse is gonna occur and it's always those type people. What what we say, and I know y'all agree with me. We should, you know, offer them help. Let's do the least harm Absolutely. to them and their families. And you can't
0: force them into that help either. That's why I like what you say. Yeah. Offer them the help. But you can't force somebody into this treatment until they're ready to stop, until they're ready to take those steps mentally and physically. Then it will never be a true hey, success. Hey, Anna, I
12: know you you're break. Hey, you ought to check out AA uh, and Skeptical Inquirer, I think, Free Inquirer. One of them, they bust AA. Oh, yeah, they're bad
0: they news. Can. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live.
13: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com yourfamilytoday Your Family Today.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We're here. It's New Year's Day. Happy New Year to you. Hope yours was a safe and fun one, and maybe your partying will continue throughout the weekend. So do continue to be safe because we want you to come back and listen to more Free Talk Live later. Uh, and people course, love you. Please don't, uh,
1: please don't drink and drop. Yeah, there's that too.
0: Uh, we love you as listeners as well. Oh God, why do you do it?
2: Are we doing a PSA section here? I was Ugh. unaware of. Well, yeah, it's nothing. I don't
1: love them. I don't know them. I love you as listeners. I'm glad that they're right. listening. I hope that I'm you providing you. love them like you love your wife.
0: Can there be <laughs> different types of love, Mark? Can't you have love for humanity? I'd like to have love for your ones. listeners. Can't you have love for an appreciation for your advertisers and your supporters? I mean, there, aren't there different uh, levels of intensity of love, or does it all have to be you know, the kind of love that you love your significant other?
1: I'm glad they're listening, and I hope I'm providing with
0: what yeah. they want. There you go. 800-259-9231. That's the number here. You can take control of the airwaves. And you need to know about our website We've got a lot of stuff there, and it's all been created by you, listeners like you, or a lot of it has, the the main feature of the site. In fact, the Shrine of Female Listeners is now easily manipulable uh, by listeners uh, in that if you've got... Everybody uh,
1: likes easily manipulable women.
0: If you are a lady listener, and that's not what I meant, Mark, but if you're (laughs) a lady listener and you want to become part of the Shrine of Female Listeners, you can submit yourself to the shrine. It used to be you have to submit your pictures to me, and then I'd have to go through the process of doing whatever it took to edit the website. Now it's all there. You just drop a picture in, say what you want to say about yourself, and then and we will go through and approve those that we think are real and (laughs) disapprove of those that we think are fake. And we actually haven't had a fake Shriner in a long time. Well, you're going to get one tonight. Yeah, now that I mentioned it, uh, somebody's got the idea in their head. But the Shriner Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show that they are listeners of the program. And I was wondering why we hadn't gotten uh, a new Shriner in a while. And turns out the form was broken. Nice. So it has been fixed uh, thanks to our IT team. And now if you've been waiting, you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com and actually use the form and it'll work. Um, And I've actually used the form today to put up uh, two that i was given from michelle and naomi who are a couple of our co-hosts on free talk live and very lovely ladies to boot so
1: do uh, go over and see them at shrine.freetalklive.com have you ever considered taking a case to court without an attorney jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without lawyers who have to know what it takes to win and for people who have lawyers and need to know what uh, what it takes uh, that their lawyers should be doing how to minimize legal fees maximize winning It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. It was created by a 24-year case-winning attorney who wants to show people how to protect themselves against other members of his profession. It's Jurisdictionary.com.
0: All right, let's go to Hot Rod Rod on the line in, I don't remember where, New York. There you go, Hot Rod Rod. You're on Free Talk Live in the Amplines. Hello, Hot Rod. Rod, actually, I had the phone pot muted. Try again now.
4: <laughs> hey, Ian, Mark, Meg, Happy New Year.
0: Hey, same to you. What's on your mind yeah.
6: tonight?
4: So, um, I, I agree with the last caller that the problem with these government regulations is kind of like they're one size fits all, and they they cater to the lowest common deno- denominator. And whereas you know, one person you know can can uh, can't really handle their their booze or their drugs or whatever. There's another guy that can, that can have a six-pack and, and is fine to drive. Oh, my God. <laughs> so um, I guess my question to you is, is um, uh, what do you do about that? How do, you, um, how do you prevent the people who are threats to society, who if they have you know, you know, several drinks at a party or what have you, um, are likely to get on the road and, and kill someone, um, how do you prevent them from, from driving? And at the same time, let the people who have good reflexes um, like myself. Um, let, them, let them have you know, Well I think a more intelligent, and, and it's a good
0: question I think a more intelligent uh, manner of enforcement of such DUI laws would be helpful, for instance actually only pulling people over, and thank you for the call tonight, uh, only pulling people over
1: who are actually dangerous
0: Yeah, drivers. people that are driving
1: yeah. recklessly instead of just doing this DUI checkpoint thing where they're shaking everybody down for anything that they can happen to see or whatever it is you're doing checking dr- license, uh, driver's licenses and stuff like that. To me that just smacks of, uh, of, of a totalitarian regime getting rid of zoning laws is
2: there's a lot of like just private charity type things that pop up there was one i remember that like somebody would take a scooter to a bar and Put the scooter in your trunk and drive your car with you home and then take the scooter back to yeah, the Yeah, free office. rides. Yeah, you know. Well, I was stuff hearing a like commercial
0: that. on the local radio here in Keene last night where a local auto body shop was offering free rides to anybody that, and a free tow. A free ride home and a free tow to anybody that was out and too drunk to drive. Yeah. Just give them a call. They would they'd send a guy over to you. And they were doing it because it's good for the community. And secondly, it's good for their business to get their name out on these radio commercials and get the word around that so and so's auto body is, uh, you know, is doing this. Yeah. And I, mean, I think it was Leon's, as a matter of fact, giving the, the plug
2: uh,
0: for because we are on in, in our beautiful, uh, very own keen New Hampshire here.
2: Yeah, the services will pop up because obviously it's a concern. So people are going to come up with their own, you know, ways to help that because the police obviously, you know, just saying it's illegal. It doesn't prevent that from happening.
0: Well, there was a time a long time ago when the police would actually offer you a ride home. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a, a, Instead a, tra- of a, a jail cell. Yeah so there are a couple other things that can be done here uh, there's also zoning laws and we touched on this in a discussion we had earlier this week uh, right.
1: that there was a time when um, it, you know neighborhoods would have houses that were in the neighborhood that were set aside The people would set them aside for drinking you know inns taverns things like mm-hmm. that but now with the uh, you know with, with our, our great city planners that decide what is how and I admit I don't know that I'd want to live necessarily next to one of these things the property value in the houses next door might be a real problem um, but But the fact is it diminished these things. If you can stagger to uh, to a bar that's around the corner, you're much less likely to get in your car and drive to one that's across town. So there's that uh, eliminating zoning laws. And of course, that also another factor would
0: be to eliminate uh, alcohol licensing laws as well, because right now in most places, there are a very restrictive amount of licenses that the government decides to make available for people that want to run bars or add liquor to their restaurant, uh, for instance. Or
2: make their own. That well,
0: that's completely illegal in most yeah. in most cases. But yeah, so so actually making it so people can sell or create alcohol without having to beg permission and also make it so they can set up shop wherever they would like to also would help in reducing the amounts of uh, people driving when they're going to to go out to drink at night because there would be a greater supply in the marketplace of venues and product. So that's important. Plus, how about reducing the drinking edge? Because again, we're talking about ways that would, would contribute toward reducing the amount of people that are drinking and driving, and driving unsafely while drinking. So reducing the drinking age uh, can help with that, in that as we touched on earlier tonight, you can look over in Europe, you look at countries over there, and it's completely legal to drink at a young age. Parents will
1: frequently bring wine to the table at the dinner table. They'll they'll train their kids early on. Children are taught how to consume this important part of life. I'm not saying everybody should do alcohol. I am saying that 90-something percent of people have or will. And are you telling me that that's not – that doesn't make something important? I just – I cannot fathom cannot fathom how Americans can t- uh, allow their kids to be taught how to do something that's so important as the consumption of alcohol, something that's so potentially dangerous by pimply faced 15 year olds. I just cannot imagine how people take, allow the most important things in their lives, their kids, to be taught how to do something that's so, in- so deadly and so dangerous mm-hmm. as alcohol by other kids. It's a terrible idea, and clearly it makes more sense to
0: eliminate those laws and allow store owners to decide on their own basis, based on what their customers want, allow the store owners to decide what their alcohol sales policy is going to be. Maybe they don't want to sell to somebody under the age of 13 or whatever, or maybe they don't care. Let the market decide how to handle this and let young people learn how to drink early on. That way they're not doing stupid things when they turn old enough to drive or they can uh, be uh, behind the wheel where they might want to go to, like let's say, a football game. So what do they do? They can't order beers at the football game. They pound back alcohol before they they go to the game. And that could very well mean that they're going to be more drunk than they would be at the game because who the hell hell wants to spend $7 a beer? Right, I mean, you're going to go to the game, you're going to buy one, two beers, something like that, and you're going to be done because you can't afford yeah. more than that. You go home, you're going to be fine. Whereas if you're pounding the alcohol, you're sneaking it into the yeah. uh, the game or something like that, you might be really wasted when you get the, out of
2: there. The thing I always think of is like any friends that I had, they always hid like liquor, hard liquor in drinks, and they would you know not know the measurements or anything. So they'd end up tossing back half a bottle of you know, vodka or something to themselves, and they couldn't handle that oh. at all.
0: Who could handle I that? I remember what yeah. happened the last time I did that, and <laughs> it was not good. 1 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI tool free line. You take control of the airwaves. And then the other thing you can do is to legalize drunk driving. Oh, God. 1 800. why you do this one. 259 9231, because it makes sense. There's more coming up here. We'll talk about it. You can bring up what you want as well. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there completely free. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours uh, right there. Last week's worth are on the front page of the site, and then you click into the archive section. That takes you all the way back as late as uh, 2006,
1: and it's all free for you. Courtesy of HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name, or .anything for that matter. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. They've got more than 4,500 templates, and uh, of course all these tools are free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. If you use that portal that we've created for you, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, You'll get your first month completely free. Again, it's hostgator.freetalklive.com. talk All right,
0: so uh, you can bring up anything you want here. The topic has come up. Prohibition has been the general discussion tonight, both drugs and now alcohol. Um, but specifically, some of the problems that exist because, well, there's alcohol is very widespread, it's very popular. You get a lot of people that are going to drink and get on the roads this weekend. Obviously, that's a problem uh, for a lot of folks. And we we're discussing ways that w- we could change the things could be changed in society and with government uh, to reduce the likelihood that people are going to get behind the. The wheel and uh, drive drunk. And we've gone through a few of the d- different options, one of them being uh, community programs that, al- that allow folks to call up and get a free ride. Those uh, those do exist. Those are important. Ending alcohol licensing restrictions to uh, and zoning restrictions to allow neighborhood pubs to start popping up again to, again, encourage people to drink locally rather than driving across town in, in order to drink. Uh, is eliminating the drinking age to make it so that kids can learn early on how to be responsible when it comes to uh, – to consuming alcohol there's no doubt that that works over in europe it is the sensible thing to do because everybody that's listening to listening to me that drinks as an adult today likely drank as a teenager as well you likely broke the laws i know i did i'm sure the two of you did megan mark well, yes. you know I did. I, yeah, right. I did. Uh, so I, mean, <laughs> I don't know people who didn't break those laws. The cops listening to the show tonight likely broke those laws as well. So it just doesn't make sense to have them around. It only makes things more dangerous. And also, only pulling people over that are actually driving dangerously. And that's, I think, one of the important things here. LouRockwell.com has had a few great articles over the years about legalizing drunk driving. You're spell Lou. L- I think they've got it both ways, Mark. But okay. uh, L-E-W-Rockwell.com. And I'm not going to read this piece, but Lou Rockwell himself wrote one up. And, and over the years, they pointed out some great things. And that is that because drunk driving itself is illegal, you've got this arbitrary limit that's been selected. And as our caller was pointing out earlier, somebody, different people have different tolerances. They have different abilities to, uh, to operate machinery successfully uh, at different levels of intoxication. So to just have this one size fits all 0.08 is pretty ludicrous it means a lot of people are getting caught up in these DUI checkpoints and DUI charges that maybe aren't dangerous in any way whatsoever. So only going after dangerous drivers is important. And if people know that they're only going to get pulled over for being dangerous drivers – and they know that they're not at risk of getting arrested simply because they have an arbitrary amount of alcohol in their veins, they're more likely to drive more safely and cautiously. For instance, if you are going home from the bar and you know you're a little too drunk to drive, but you're willing to compensate for that and drive more slowly, for instance, maybe in the right lane, taking it easy, taking it slow, because if you're driving slowly, then that compensates for any errors that you you might make. Then you be you should be allowed to just get home. I and mean, if you see somebody going ten miles an hour in the right lane or fifteen miles an hour in the right lane, then they just leave them alone. They're okay. They're not at really a significant risk to anybody. Let them let them get home and and you know wake up the next morning and deal with what they yeah. have to deal with and rather like, than waking up in a jail cell.
2: These minimums that they have, it's really nerve wracking for people like me. That like if I have two beers, I don't know if my blood alcohol level is going to be at that level or not. I don't mm-hmm. feel drunk, but I'm. Pretty small, and so those things affect me a lot.
1: Exactly. I don't like the idea. Um, I don't like what you're saying, and here's the reason: it's because it uh, it allows you take the arbitrariness of just picking point zero eight, and I admit that that uh, you know it, it's not it's not a perfect number by any stretch of the imagination. But then it puts it all entirely in the hands of the police officer, and they then they decide based on whatever it is they choose to decide on once they get up to the person's vehicle as to whether or not that pre- person is conducting themselves in. A, Unsafe fashion. So you, what you're going to have is, uh, you know, cops going on expeditions looking for people who are driving unsafe. And then why? When I came up to the uh, car, I, f- I found the person was uh, falling down drunk. Uh, I don't
0: know. care why. It doesn't. To me, it wouldn't matter why. I don't care if you're tired. I don't care if you're drunk. I don't care if you're busy texting. If you're driving. If you're driving in an unsafe manner, that's what needs to be remedied. If you haven't harmed anybody yet, then there's no restitution to be paid. It does not like I, I'm th- saying those people should be uh, fined or put in a jail cell or anything like what that. What else are you going to do to make
1: people not do that?
0: Uh, well, you just take them off the road. I mean, be How responsible. How do you take somebody off the road? You can take them off the road. I don't know what you mean by that. You just remove well, them for the, from the road from that period of time and let them sleep it off or let them, I think you know, in the ideal system,
2: there would be privately owned roads. So you would just, you know, if you owned that road, you could say, you know, I don't want you on my road in this condition.
0: Right. But if they're not in that condition, then there's no problem, right? If they get if they yeah. go home, they sleep it off, and then, uh, you know, the next day they're out and they're fine, then what's the big deal? Let's go to your thoughts. At 800-259-9231, John is listening to WTAR in Virginia. Hey, John. Hey, there. Hey, what's on your mind
1: tonight?
8: All right. First of all, I got your on speaker here because I'm driving with both hands on the wheel.
1: That's a good Ten and two.
8: All right. Now, first of all, I'm going to tell you what to do,
10: and then you can ask me why and all that, and we'll talk about that. When you renew your license or get your driver's license from DMV, at the very top, there's a section where you swear your citizenship. Mark out United States citizen and write in American They'll argue a little bit, but they'll give you your
8: driver's license.
0: Now, why are you recommending that?
8: All right, because uh, if you leave the United States citizen
10: part in there and you're born in one of the 50 states, which in essence makes you an American and you have proof of that, birth certificate, or something like that, or uh, a matter, uh, you lose... When you swear that you are a United States citizen, you lose the rights under the Constitution.
0: Have you actually seen any evidence of this doing anything for somebody? Because it's an interesting theory, and I'm familiar with it.
10: Well, here's what happens. If they stop you and they make an accusation against you and they violate your Fifth Amendment and they get a breathalyzer test or whatever, you tell your lawyer, and before you go to court, you summon your driving permit where you sign signed that you are an American, not a United States citizen. Because what happens when you sign that form that you are a United States citizen, you fall under USC code, mm-hmm. which...
0: Have you actually... Happens. I get what you're saying here, and I'll dig into it right. a little bit, but have you actually seen that be successful?
10: Oh, yeah. Yeah? See, where's the proof? Where, where's, right, what, where's the evidence?
0: Right.
10: Okay, listen just for a minute. If you join the U.S. military, you do the basic same thing. You show them your birth certificate that you're an American, and you relinquish your rights under the Constitution, signing you're now a United States citizen. You become property of the United States. Now, they can do anything under USC code that they want to, as long as they follow the USC code. From
0: what I have seen is, one, they don't follow their own code at all. Two, they uh, they can do whatever they want to you anyway, and it doesn't matter what you sign and where you sign it. And well, three, all of the people that have ever made these claims on this program— there is never anything to back up uh, back it up with any kind of evidence, any video of a court uh, hearing, any kind of uh, audio or anything like that it 's very rare that anybody can produce anything of, of a significant like sometimes a video will pop up, but there 's never a follow up there 's never any like somebody 'll show there was this Canadian guy that made a stand in court and like it looked amazing and he wore a hat in court and like it was a really amazing video, but there was never a follow up on that and so it 's rare to see anybody go from point A to the the very end of their interaction with the government and say, ah, see, I didn't sign the US citizen part and so therefore they let me out of this uh, this charge that uh, that they yeah. charged me with because
2: in my experience they just the bureaucrats don't care what your arguments are on that. No, it's they just don't. a piece of paper. Well to I don't
10: them. have to see you have to understand they don't they don't really care. You're right. Right. If they will do anything to you I mean you pay the taxes for the roads. The roads are basically yours. But they want you to continue being their slave Paying their wages, which they already make like
8: uh, three times we make out here, and society as working people.
0: John, let me say well, I agree with what you're saying. I understand the concept, and I also understand that there aren't even and there's nothing even that's true about citizenship. I mean, even if you claim you're a citizen, it's not true because they, well, the government doesn't owe you any protection. And the, well, the citizenship concept <laughs> says that you owe them a duty of allegiance in return for their obligation to protect you. Well, they have no obligation to protect, so is- therefore there is no citizen.
10: Well, that is if you swear you're a United States citizen, see? A United States citizen is a form that you can get from the federal government to apply for
8: citizenship in this country. Say, for instance, if Yeah, you're but going even then,
0: there's no citizenship because they have no obligation to protect you. And I thank you for the call tonight. But I agree with what he's saying. I mean, I don't consider myself a citizen, but that doesn't mean that I believe that the, the courts and the men with the robes and the guns and yeah, the cages are going to respect that. that. They believe you are. Yeah, they don't care. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk
3: Live Hour 3. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand.
0: It is free talk live We're launching into the third hour of this the very first episode for 2011 and wow. for this decade because we're here tonight to take your calls about anything you want it is the live saturday edition the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231 that number brought to you By SACL CAI 800 259 9231. Don't forget you can get interactive on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we bring to you there completely free. Uh, The main feature of the site actually allows you, the listener, to control the content by submitting different news articles or blog posts or videos. Whatever you think is interesting on the internet, you submit it to our site using our Submit Show Prep form, which you can actually make really easy by using our handy bookmarklet. You can learn about all of that and more at freetalklive.com. And uh, it's a great site. Thanks to to listeners like you without you it would not be so great freetalklive.com as we continue here by the way tonight it's ian here. and meg and mark to the phones and the fun let's talk first to dennis listening to wbhp in alabama hey dennis you're on free talk live do we have dennis going once dennis in alabama going twice how about let's move along here to eric listening to wtar in virginia eric are you there, sir? Eric going once. Eric going twice. Maybe our board off fell asleep. I don't know. Let's take one from the amp lines here, where we have, I uh, believe, Michael. Uh, excuse me, not Michael. Brett is on the line in Indiana. Brett, you're on Free Talk Live on the amp
7: lines. Hey guys, you uh, are talking about two of my favorite topics tonight: drugs right. and alcohol. <laughs>
1: Sounds like a convenience store, um, huh?
7: Yeah. <laughs> Um, Well, yeah, I just wanted to comment comment on uh, the drug decriminalization you guys have been talking about tonight. Um, Here you are. uh, What I think think about is uh, what part of the problem is, I mean, one, yeah, I mean, it's kind of obvious is uh, how strict the laws are here in America. Because it's kind of like when you're growing up, you know, the more your parents tell you not to do something, the more likely it is you're going to go and do it. Absolutely. And I, I remember I did write something about this about a month ago on Cop Block.
0: That's cotblock.org, which is a great yeah. website.
7: And uh, back, uh, I don't know if you guys ever covered the story, but uh, Gary Johnson, he admitted that he had uh, smoked marijuana a couple years ago.
1: Former governor uh, of Arizona?
7: Wait, he yeah. admitted. Uh, he Mexico. admitted a,
0: well, Hold on. He admitted a couple of years ago that he had smoked marijuana in the long no, past.
7: He admitted, he admitted it just recently. That I think he had done it. It was like medical marijuana, is what he'd smoked, I think. He admitted that he had done it a couple years ago. Oh, interesting. he been hurt. Yeah, he had been hurt and had like a back a back injury or something, that's what he was smoking it for.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: And, you know, I was covering that, and I did some research and found out, you know, that um, there was a Gallup did a poll. It found out in October of 2009, they found out that um, they found 44% of Americans had uh, admitted or 44% of Americans were in favor of uh, pot legalization, mm. and it had gone up to 46% in October of 2010. And, and those numbers get not medical
1: marijuana. That's just
0: legalization.
7: That's, that's just legalization, yeah. Right,
0: and those numbers go up as you break it down by age category as well. So mm-hmm. older yep. people less likely to be for it, while younger people in the younger generation far more likely to be
7: for it. Yeah, yeah, and they said that since two thousand two, you know, that number's gone up every year since two thousand
2: two. I do think the internet is the great equalizer on that one because more information about like its uh, non harm is out there now. So
0: absolutely. What else did you want to share, Brett?
7: Well, yeah, I was saying you know we have some pretty strict you know drug laws in this country, and they have noticed. You know, um, Rasmussen did a survey too, and they found they surveyed seventeen countries. And out of all 17 of those countries, the, high, the country with the highest amount of people admitting to using pot was here in the United States.
1: So apparently, so like, it's not working.
7: No, <laughs> 42.4 percent admitted they had they had tried it. I don't. It was in 2008. They did that one, and they said it was over in the Netherlands. You know, you know, talking about you know the more liberal their drug laws are, the less number of people are more are likely to use the drugs because they had this. I believe it's in the Netherlands. They have only less than 20 percent. Compared to our, like, 42 have admitted to using that.
1: Right, and, and this just baffles the heck out of Americans who are so, you know, they're very law and order, by, you know, by as, as a people, a, a rather martial people, and the idea that in the Netherlands where it's legal – uh, to get small amounts of marijuana at coffee shops, that fewer teenagers use the drug, they just think you're lying. They just think that there's something right. screwy with yeah. the statistics. Uh, they, they just, they simply will not accept the fact that that is so. They take away right. the forbidden fruit aspect, and suddenly your kids won't want to smoke marijuana as much.
7: Right, yeah, and say so you can own up to, I think it's five grams is how much you can possess legally in the Netherlands. And any, if you get caught with more than that, it's just a misdemeanor and a fine. You know, try getting caught with more than five grams here in the United States and see if that's all you get.
0: Yeah, you might get a dealing charge. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, yeah. Brad. appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. As we continue here, I believe Bill is listening to WTAR in Virginia. Hey, Bill.
14: Bill, in Virginia. Uh, I come from a law enforcement background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was certified as a correction officer in nineteen eighty uh i live currently live in uh um, norfolk virginia and um what i recognize in terms of the tidewater area is um we have uh a real problem with um racial profiling sure. um, with uh black individuals in vehicles absolutely uh, so, um, you Although know, to be fair, it, it's not. It, it's a
1: crime it, wave in America. People driving around black cops just pull them over for it. it it's 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 true what
14: you're saying, but it's also well, true. I'm of, telling you, you know, in terms of where I'm coming from, I yeah. used to be a correction officer, so I'm state certified, so I know all the laws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just pretty kidding. much on on beat with everything, and I have been. Um, greatly assaulted uh, in the last couple of years uh, myself. Uh, I had seven nine millimeters pointing at my head Whoa. Uh, for nothing. God. Um, a mistake. Uh, because you're but, black. And it wasn't fun, you know, because uh, I was having flashbacks of uh, the hundreds of people that's been killed that way, that reacted in an inappropriate way, which triggered the person... that's pointing the gun at you. Uh, And it it has been ugly around here. I mean, we've even had a a police officer killed. (laughs) He was undercover.
0: (laughs) Because he was black?
14: Yeah. He had dreads. And, um, you know, one of his fellow officers uh, mistakenly shot him for uh, one of the... uh, would-be, he thought it would be a crime criminal...
2: Mm. And none of this stuff would
0: have happened if it weren't for the war on drugs. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate sure. hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That number's the sickle CAI toll free line. People,
1: you know, people don't think that this goes on in America anymore. But uh, you know, it, <laughs> what it's got to be like to, 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 to make that decision, to decide, you know, I'm not going to drive through this area at this time because I'm liable to get pulled over by a cop for the color of my skin, has to be extraordinarily difficult.
0: Yeah, and and it's definitely something that affects not just blacks, but also Hispanics, um, and also poor anybody. Well, you could uh, be
1: white in certain areas, and you're liable to get pulled over too. Um, yeah. If you're in a uh, bad section of town, and people think that uh, you know for whatever reason that you're there to score drugs, it, it can happen. Also, there's a certain way.
0: There's a certain fact
1: about cops
0: being able be uh, being able to essentially be racist and target people they don't like, whatever their color of skin is that they don't like. Target them because they are that way, or target teenagers, or target poor people, because well they they target poor people first and foremost because they're easy their easy marks they're gonna go after anybody that's driving a beat up car uh, whether they're white they're black or anything but then also it's certainly true that racist cops have a certain ability to go after people even just you know even if you're a black guy driving a Lexus you're much more likely to be pulled over than a white guy driving a Lexus yeah and
2: I find that the reverse profiling thing has really helped me out if I dress up like a librarian mm-hmm. and drive my car it's less likely that I'm gonna get pulled over for anything. And even like, you know, back in the days when I lived in Hollywood and I did cocaine and stuff, I would put on, you know, my firefighter's sweatshirt, put on my glasses, put my hair in a bun and go and do my coke deal that way so that you know i looked as nice as possible and i supported the fire station and everything that, like that
0: that's stuff like that it's uh, tactics like that that allow drug dealers to be the smart ones yeah. to hire people like grandmas or single moms and things like that and hire folks that the cops aren't necessarily going to suspect as a drug courier to drive something from say arizona all the way over to florida absence Uh, You take control. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's why we call this show Free Talk Live. It is the live New Year's Day, Saturday edition of the program. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. What is SACL
1: CAI? SACL uh, CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for businesses. Whether it's collections, early out billing, they even purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customer and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. Sickle CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All
0: right, 800-259-9231. And speaking of freetalklive.com, there's a lot of stuff there, and it's all brought to you free. News updates! You get signed up, we'll keep you clued in whenever there's something you need to know about Talk Live. In fact, I just sent out an update uh, just moments, I think, before after the show started tonight, to let you know about our two brand new Shriners on the Shrine of Female listeners, Michelle and Naomi. So you can uh, see them at shrine.freetalklive.com. But if you want to know about this stuff first... Get on the news updates list. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for our emailed updates, which are the best way to be kept apprised of what's happening with Free Talk Live. There's some other alternatives like uh, Twitter or Facebook. Perhaps you prefer to receive your information that way. You can do that, too. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up as we go to the phones and the fun. We'll talk to Michael, listening in Connecticut. Hello, Michael. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Meg, and Mark.
15: Good evening. and Happy New Year to all
0: three of you. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Michael, and a Happy New Year to you?
15: Happy New Year. Um, the, reason I'm, oh, oh. Hello? Uh, the reason I'm calling is that I've worked in a uh, wine shop for 15 years, and I thought the topic of alcohol came up. I thought I'd put in my two cents. Please. Yes. Uh, well, down uh, down here, I mean, you guys have your uh, liquor cartel up there, uh, socialist liquor stores. But
0: Yeah, the, uh, New Hampshire, what here, you're referring to, for those who don't know, New Hampshire, unfortunately, as as free as it is in many areas, is not so free in the area of alcohol. They actually, the government has a total monopoly on liquor sales. Distilled and, liquor. Yeah, yeah and they've, they've, I guess, they've loosened up a little bit on beer and wine, and those can be sold at grocery stores, but uh, the hard liquor is only available through government stores, which is just absolutely awful. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts.
15: Well, down here, it's a very heavily micromanaged uh, industry. But, um, we have to follow probably over 100 pages of uh, uh, state liquor board uh, edicts. Half Ugh. of them pretty much are subject to their interpretation. Just now, to sell days, wine to people. Yeah, just to sell wine to people. And it, it's becoming worse and worse. Yep. So they're they're doing their they're pretty much trying to trying to get as much money as they can and trying to uh trying to look for all these little you know things to Oh, find stores for and because sure. you never know when a, a liquor agent is uh, posing as a customer, and that's what they're doing. You know, they're yep. sending liquor agents into stores posing as customers, and you never know. And it's just uh, we're probably just a few steps removed from uh, state-owned stores, but here we have you know wholesalers, retailers, and and um, but down here, I know it's uh, up there. I guess it's a little cheaper, but down here it's uh, very uh, alcohol is much more expensive because we have. Um, I mean, not just uh, people pay the sales tax on the alcohol, but there are also a lot of fees that the wholesalers pay mm-hmm. the state of Connecticut, and they're and passing on
0: the tax. they're passing on the cost to the customer, of course.
15: Oh yeah, and it's just getting worse and worse and. Uh, right and office. also That's as
0: the, the more regulated the uh, the particular marketplace the the worse things get the uh, the worse the selection oh, yeah. the worse the uh, the competition therefore there's very little innovation prices don't go down because nobody's allowed to start a new store unless they beg or
1: pay thousands upon thousands of dollars for the permit there are other aspects yeah, to this like too the- in new york city where that uh, tobacco taxes have gone up up and up i mean i'm talking about it's more than 10 dollars a pack, a, a pack for, of cigarettes there well what you'll see is is that people 're Smuggling cigarettes into new york on big uh, um, on eighteen wheelers and things like that they're also uh, the street gangs are hustling cigarettes one at a, one at a time for i don 't know what but they're're they're, you know they 're getting more out of a pack that way than they they would otherwise so you 're having this sort of gray to black market springing up around it and as the taxes go up on wine and beer you 'll find the same things going on um you mm-hmm. know it, it, it won't be as big of a deal one 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 guy trading a bottle of wine to another. For- without paying a tax on it or something like that but you'll still see this gray market activity going on as the government tries to interfere
2: well and with cigarettes i mean that's been happening on a national level i see more and more people shipping them in from like the ukraine and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so that one's just getting really bad across the nation michael what else did you want to share tonight
15: oh um and for me personally um being a I, I love freedom and liberty. For me, the most bothersome thing is just um, carting people. Oh, yeah. For me, just asking people for their ideas is something that's always been, you know, loathsome to me. You know, sure, you because care, you, know,
0: right, you know you're not actually stopping anybody from drinking, anybody underage. The only reason you're yeah. really doing that is to cover your butt and the uh, the owner's butt from being fined by the Liquor Enforcement Board. Yeah, Or the cops, Uh, or being arrested in some cases. Hey, Michael, thank you for the thoughts. appreciate the call and the expertise at 800-259-9231. Let's continue and talk to, I believe we've got Dennis is actually there this time at uh, WBHP in Huntsville. Hello, Dennis.
16: Hello there. Yeah, it seems like I got cut off when you tried to get me before. I'm sorry about that. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, just a a couple of things right here. The, The part you had about the youngsters, you say, starting people out young. On the drinking part, I, I agree with it 100% because my folks, believe it or not, started me out when I was five years old. Wow. And they just went on up. Well, Daddy said, he said, well, when you get later on in life, you'll be able to handle it better. Well, I've seen that work because I was uh, at work one time, in, uh, in the when I'm, well, even in my teen years, and this one guy had broke out of some Jack Daniels, good old Tennessee mm-hmm. whiskey right there. Well, when the party was over, all the other guys had to have their wives come and get them and take them home, but me, I went on home with no problem. And, and how
0: old were you at this time?
16: I was at that time. I was uh, twenty.
0: Mm-hmm. So the other so the other guys, were your contemporaries. They're about your same age.
16: Yeah, right around that age. But okay. they all <laughs> they, they didn't come up the same way I did, uh-huh. so they couldn't handle it. Absolutely. And then another, another thing I, I want to say on this too about the probation part. I mean, prohibitions. Is uh, it, I don't know if you guys ever watched the TV show Cops?
1: Oh sure, yeah. I don't know how you miss it.
16: <laughs> yeah, well anyway, you know I've watched that show up front, and I've seen them take BC headache powder, goodies powder, sugar cubes from off the grocery store shelves and everything else and try to pass that off as dope. But the the biggest reason I'm against the uh, prohibition thing is, is what if you know pe- people are just walking down the street sometime or like that, and maybe something's going on, you, you, some of these people, they're going to be paranoid. And somebody could get in bad trouble f- for noticing something, you know? Whereas if everything was just straight up like what you guys talk about, you don't have to worry about it. And then they say these got these drug people in the national parks, like that, okay, you hear about people getting in, killed and injured and stuff like that in national parks sometimes, because you got drug people up there, man, you know?
0: I'm not sure I understand what you what you mean by that.
16: You know, they they got people doing uh, the drug dealers, they, they're growing stuff, you know, pot and everything oh, else in, in a lot of national parks.
0: See, are you talking so, about like the Rainbow Family? Yeah. No, no,
1: people that start uh, the, that are growing their marijuana in national parks, and then somebody gets too close to their uh,
16: their oh. grow operation,
1: and they get they get smoked.
16: Yeah, yeah, yeah I that's see what, what I'm talking about. Whereas right. if everything was legal, like what you got to talk about. We wouldn't have to worry about that. Man. I'm like,
0: wait a minute. The Rainbow family isn't hurting anybody in the national parks. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call, Dennis. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That much is true, whether it's a national park or any anywhere, drug uh, dealers or drug growers that are, that are setting they're up very these operations. they territorial. In, yeah, they're very territorial. In many cases, they'll set up booby traps and things like that. Yeah. So uh, if you see a bunch of marijuana in, a, in the woods somewhere, probably Run. a good idea to stay away. Uh, more coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. Is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. It is the live Saturday edition here, the New Year's Day edition of the show, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Meg. And Mark. Hey, don't forget you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features that we give to you there, and listening options are one of the many. Uh, we've got uh, listening options that include broadband and dial-up streams, so you can listen to whichever flavor fits your internet connection the best. Plus, there's our webcam, as well as listen lines that actually allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance, and listen that way, uh, we've got a satellite channel that is free to air and also 85 wonderful radio stations on the AM and FM band across the country that listen uh, that so you can listen to various points throughout the week. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to get that information and get tuned in. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Now, Meg, uh, one of the uh, things that you are busy with during the week is Liberty Flare. Yep. What's that?
2: Uh, libertyflare.com is where I sell one-inch buttons with uh, Liberty Pictures, symbols, words, stuff like that on them. Uh, Great conversation starters. And a lot of the uh, companies that I promote on there, like uh, Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, Free Keen, uh, This Show, stuff like that, a lot of them get half the proceeds from the sales. So... Easy way to start a conversation about liberty.
0: Yeah, and they look great too. That you've done a great job with them. Uh, LibertyFlare.com dot com is where you can go to uh, to order them. And The thing I like uh, about them is they're not as obnoxious as regular buttons. Yeah, like they're a regular,
2: not the giant ones. Uh, yeah,
0: a regular button, even like a one and a half inch or two two inch button, uh, or yeah, two inch I think is pretty standard. Yeah. Um, that they're just big. And uh, and kind of in the way, yeah. But well, Liberty Flare is much smaller and and much more subtle, and maybe more likely to actually start a conversation. Yeah,
2: I, I decided to go with that because I noticed, like from seeing bands, merchandise and stuff like that, the one-inch pins people would put them on their bags and then forget about them. It's not like the big giant, you know. I voted for blah 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 or anything like that, and so when you put them on your bag, you just they're so small, you forget them. You know, they, I make them really cheap because they usually fall off at some point down the line, but yeah, I have sure, some that nice. have lasted for years, and so it's sort of hit or miss, but, you know, they're great.
0: So head on over to uh, LibertyFlare.com as we go to the phones and the fun. Your thoughts, welcome about whatever you want. Tom is listening to WRNN in South Carolina at Myrtle Beach. Oh. Hello, Tom.
17: Hello, how hey. are you? Super- yeah, the thing that really ticks me off is that the, the drug law's um yeah, all of them and alcohol laws they the one thing they support is the biggest business in this country, which is the judicial system the jailers, the policemen the sheriffs, the lawyers the judges yep. uh, and i mean it's uh it's a big business, and these policemen and all they retire after ten after twenty years, and they retire on ninety percent of their last paycheck, which the last year of their their work they're working overtime, double time, triple time, and they build up their paycheck, so the taxpayers are paying a tremendous amount of money. Then they once they retire, they get another job in the police department, making the same salary they were making, plus their retirement. Plus the
0: pension. Yep. It's yeah. so true. Yeah, I, it I know really, somebody it, here in Keene that does that stuff. Nice yeah, guy, really
17: but it picks me off, yeah. yeah.
0: But it's, um, it's the way the system's
1: at, created. I mean, you can't you can't blame somebody who's playing yeah. the game as the game was set up. It's just that the game's set up, uh, you know, to, to to screw the taxpayer, essentially.
17: That's exactly right. Um, yeah, but you read the court cases. I know there's a court case. I'll, I'll send you a copy of it. Uh, I'll send you a, a page out of everything that people do, like possession, DUI, no driver's license, it's always voluntary dismissal. 90% of the cases that go in front of these judges, 90% of it is voluntary dismissal. Wait a minute, well, when you, you know, say
0: voluntary dismissal, do you mean a plea bargain?
17: I'm sure that's what it is. I'm sure the lawyers getting a lot of money. The the, the courts getting their fine right because they're not
0: dismissing uh, most of the, the cases. They're not dismissing. So I'm not sure what you mean by voluntary dismissal. In most,
17: I will send you a page. It's voluntary dismissal.
0: Ninety you know like ninety five percent of the cases that uh, that you'll if you sit in on an arraignment on like a Monday or Tuesday morning. Ninety five percent of the cases are going to be plea bargained out. People are not going to go to trial. That doesn't mean the charges are being dismissed. In some cases, some charges are dismissed as. Part of the plea bargain, but usually at least a charge or two sticks, and they will, uh, you know, bargain it down to x amount of months of probation or a, a certain fine and no jail time. And essentially, it's basically, you know, ringing the cash register for uh, the the judicial system, which is kind of what you were talking about, right?
17: No, in this case, it's voluntary dismissal. Now, every now and then, you'll see where they have to serve five days or ten days or pay a fine, but. Most all the case, all the charges are are just voluntary dismissal. Well, you know the lawyers are are getting the money for that. I mean, no, I don't uh, understand
0: what what you're saying there. I mean, wh- okay, so you're okay, saying say that somebody some, gets busted say, for for pot. Let's say somebody gets busted for pot. At what right. point are the charges dismissed, and why? And who's making money? How?
17: The lawyers are getting money uh, because they're getting it dismissed, and they're probably charging them a fine in the courthouse. And and nobody's nobody's winning except taxpayers are losing. Well
0: no wait a minute. If they're charging a fine then nothing's been dismissed.
17: It I'll send you a copy. It's just hard to understand how yeah, all these charges are voluntary dismissal.
0: I maybe things are really different uh there in Virginia where or excuse me in no, South Carolina. The, the,
17: this is in North Carolina. North Carolina. Paper. I'll send you a copy of the yeah, paper. Yeah, go, go I mean, right it, ahead,
0: because uh, that's very interesting. You're welcome to do that. But it, that, that is not typical, from what I understand. Or maybe we're just not communicating uh, accurately here, because the way the system is designed everywhere that I've ever heard about is they just charge people with these stupid crimes like possession of uh, marijuana or or open container or something like that, and essentially they threaten people with a big scary uh, with a big scary jail time, and then they'll say, well, you know, if you don't want to go to jail, you can just take this plea bargain here, and we'll uh, put you on probation for six months, and we'll take four hundred and twenty dollars from you, and uh, and then we'll you know we'll call it a day. And of course, most people will look at that and they'll say, yeah, I don't want to go to jail, so I'll take that deal. And then they take the plea bargain, but that doesn't mean the Charges are being dismissed. Certainly, the no, lawyers.
6: If the
17: charges had been dis- dismissed, I mean, if it was voluntary dismissal with a plea bargain, they would have to put the fine and they were, and a, and a parole and everything else in there. But there's nothing. It's just voluntary dismissal. But
0: most people aren't lawyering up. I mean, most people, if they get a lawyer, it's the court ordered attorney, and those guys are typically getting salary. So the lawyers aren't generally making – I mean the, the, the lawyers that you would hire for $300 an hour, those guys are not being hired by the people that are getting busted for this you know, po- possession of uh, alcohol or possession of marijuana, that stuff.
2: And they're getting paid with the same money that the guy who's, you know, got your fate in his hands is getting paid. The so. defend,
0: yeah, the, the, uh, the state defense people absolutely are on the same team, which is why they push the, the plea bargains, because yeah. the state defenders don't want to do any work. They just want people to take the plea bargain, so they well, don't actually you have you to think You don't know whether they things.
1: want to do any work. You can't talk about what they want, but they're not incentivized to take things to trial. They are disincentivized yeah. to take things to trial.
0: Tim, thanks, or rather, you don't know Tom, what people are thinking. thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. There is a Tim on the line, and he's in Virginia, listening in Charlottesville to WCHV. Hello, Tim. Hello. Hey. Hello. hey there. My, uh, my name's Tim. I just want to
10: introduce myself real quick. I'm a, um, I'm a federal police officer with
0: the DEA. You're a federal police officer with the D-what? DEA. Oh, you're a DEA agent. Very interesting. We, I don't think we've ever spoken to a DEA agent on the air before. Go ahead with your thoughts.
10: Okay, uh, I just want to call up and, uh, and talk about. I think you guys are uh, you're looking past one of the bigger drug problems in the United States right now, which is uh, prescription drug abuse. Sure, um, I, sure. I hear it's everybody talking about uh, talking about how it would be uh, be better to legalize drugs and heroin and stuff like that, and how much better it is in foreign countries right now.
6: Yep.
10: I'm not sure where everybody's experience is coming from. Uh, personally, I've lived overseas. I've lived in Germany, where it's uh, it's legal to possess. Uh, up to one point eight uh, grams of marijuana, uh but it's kind of one of those same systems as uh I guess we were talking about Portugal earlier mm-hmm. where uh it's not legal to be caught buying or selling it, but it's legal for that possession right and uh I'm just not not convinced that that's gonna uh, alleviate all the drug problems we've got because one of the biggest ones we've got right now is illegal drugs. already, just being well, used through uh, through the prescription system. Nobody well, ever said prescriptions
1: it was, aren't really legal if you don't have the prescription given to you. I mean, that's it, it's this quasi uh, sort of half legal system that's out there. Um, if you're, I mean, you know as well as I do that uh, it, the possessing of some somebody else's prescription is against the law, especially if it's a, absolutely. So so it's not legal. I'll tell you what, Tim. I want to bring you back and
0: dig into this here, if you don't mind. So hang on. More with Tim, the uh, alleged DEA agent here in a moment. And 800 uh, 259 is the number. I don't think we ever said the drug problems were going to go away if we legalize drugs. It's just going to reduce the harm that is done to the users and the harm that is done to society. That is is the truth 800-259-9231 there will still be addicts there will still be human tragedies uh just as there are today more coming up but maybe fewer of them we wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers their three dollars per month helps us spread free talk live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com is free talk live moments remain maybe enough time for your call if you dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 that's the sacl cai toll free line and joining you tonight it's ian and meg and mark 1-800-259-9231 don't forget you want to join us on our website freetalklive.com. a lot of features we give to you free if you like the show and you want to help support free talk live you can become a free talk live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month we'll take that money in And reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, and hopefully we'll have a few new ones to announce uh, this month, and getting into more internet connections, into more ears all around the world. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up, use any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com and get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, amp-only commercial-free podcast, and more. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Now, if you, like I, am incredibly frustrated by some of the things we've been talking about tonight, these government restrictions on whether or not you can drink or whether or not you can sell alcohol or whether or not you can brew uh, or, or distill alcohol, if you're frustrated by that, you're frustrated by the drinking age, you're frustrated by the state's uh, lock grip on that uh, particular industry, you're frustrated by prohibition of drugs, you want to see drug decriminalization happen in your lifetime, something needs to be done. And the politicians are not going to solve this problem for you. They are not interested. They're beholden to their own personal uh, interests and the, the, the interests of the police unions and all of the you know, this tough-on-crime mentality, uh, this, this kind of brush they've painted themselves with. And, and it's very rare that the politician is going to apologize and say, yeah, I've, I've been wrong about this drug issue. I'm changing my mind on this, and let's go for, uh, for drug decriminalization. It's certainly not going to happen anytime soon. So get people together who are of a like mindset. Bring liberty-minded people who – liberty is a big issue. It's much bigger than personal, um, your personal body and, and what you can or can't put into it. But people that love freedom, people that understand what it means to be free, that in order to be free you have to allow others to also be free. People that understand that freedom means being able to live your life how you want so long as you aren't harming anybody else. Uh, those people should get together, and they are. Uh, there are over 10,500 individuals who have signed on as members of the Free State Project. And a few, uh, several hundred of them have actually made the move to New Hampshire already and are getting settled here and getting active. And more are coming every single year. And it is a really exciting time. Uh, and it's, it's a great movement. I'm having a blast. I've been here for four years now. Meg, you've been here at least three, right?
2: Yeah, it'll be three in February.
0: Are you glad you've, uh, you've come? Oh.
2: Definitely. Longest place I've ever lived since I was 16 now, so it definitely stuck with me.
0: It's a great network of people, and they're doing things to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it and join up, and then start making a plan to get here and get active. freestateproject.org. As we continue, we've got Tim on the line, who uh, says he's a DEA agent listening in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia. And Tim, I appreciate your patience here uh, coming on with us. Uh, You were talking about prescription drugs. Are you there? that 's correct, yeah and you 're pointing out that there are a lot of people that abuse prescription drugs we 've been touching on the the fully illegal drugs here tonight, uh, as well as alcohol but you 're absolutely right. Prescription drugs in many cases are very addictive they are sold on the the, uh, the gray market. And uh, and people will pay upwards of, in some cases, twenty dollars per pill. And the people that have um, these addictions, more, more than that, yeah. more
10: than that, Ian. We're talking about. Uh, we, we've got a. Uh, you've heard of the popular name brand uh, Oxycontin, mm-hmm. and that sells for a dollar milligram in some places. And we've got upwards of uh, eighty milligram pills. So it's going for eighty dollars. Wow. That's
16: crazy. Yeah,
2: I've seen like yeah. somas pay a hundred dollars yep. or so, something uh, for a soma. And,
10: and it, it's not always. It's not always. Uh, you know, sometimes people look at it from one sense. It's not just people who abuse uh, the prescription drills but pills by buying them uh, from from people who don't need the prescriptions. But it's doctors involved in this stuff. I mean, I, sure, I know this, but uh, uh, anesthesiologists are the number one uh, drug addicted doctors uh, in, in the country right now. We've we've got doctors. uh I sure. heard about a case uh, a few months ago where a guy that actually uh, surgically inserted a port inside of himself, which is paraphernalia for. Uh, for cancer patients to be able to inject IVs a little bit faster. And uh, he was siphoning off uh, fentanyl, which is a pretty powerful painkiller uh, anesthetic. And he was he was sticking some of that uh, in himself. So he uh, had like surgery. a permanent
0: jack uh, into which he could insert... <laughs> into which he could that's insert...
2: dedication to that, an addiction. That a work.
0: needle, right? I mean, that's what he could put, keep putting... That's the, correct. Wow, that's incredible.
10: it's incredible. It's a little circular, uh yeah, you know, like IV tube, and uh, it's the... It's, uh, Insert, it's usually put in the uh, in the pech, pectoral area, and he ended into his uh, in his ankle.
0: And Tim, that's a human tragedy. I mean, it's unfortunate, but that man would not have his life being made better by being arrested and thrown into a cage. Wouldn't you agree?
10: Um. Yeah. May, may, maybe not. So he definitely needs help. That's for sure. And uh,
1: well,
0: that's what know, they're this, doing this, in Portugal.
1: That's what that's what Portugal is doing. Is that instead of giving people prison time, they're they're sending them to treatment centers or giving them a small fine or letting them go, depending on what their scenario is. So,
10: and I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I don't feel like we should be uh, we should be prosecuting the users for any for any uh, you know particular reason just because they bought some drugs and they got hooked. That's that's a problem. And it, it, I'm not just saying this from my uh, from my career point of view. I mean it hits home too. I've got I've got family that just. Uh, just got caught uh, using and abusing prescription drugs. Yeah,
0: and and again, a jail sentence is not going to make their life any better. It's 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 people who care, people who are concerned for them, giving them the opportunity to get help. That's what uh, that's what would make a difference. And also, when it comes to prescription drugs, let's talk about something that can actually help alleviate the situation. I mean, you mentioned eighty dollars for a pill, twenty, forty, eighty bucks. I mean, these are common prices on the street for these pills, but they don't they shouldn't be that expensive. And the reason why they are is because of the prescription process, which as Mark touched on earlier is kind of like this gray market world. It creates this gray market where it's not completely illegal, but it's not entirely legal either in that if you could go to the to the, uh, the the corner store the CVS or the Walgreens and and pick up yourself a bottle of oxys like you can a bottle of aspirin and if it, if we didn't have these go- these government patents and the FDA getting in the way of creating generics and uh, and alternate versions of these drugs we'd have more competition out there the prices would be rock bottom and because they wouldn't be relegated to the gray or black market you'd have just anybody could go and get as much as they wanted to they wouldn't have to go through a drug dealer they or they wouldn't have to find a corrupt doctor or or whatever, and that would go a long way. If you could get these these pills for a buck a pill or fifty cents a pill on the legal marketplace, it would go a long way toward reducing the crime that is associated with this. Because somebody I've known people sure. that have had these addictions. One of my roommates had one uh, in the past where he was actually shooting up the uh, the oxy. He would crush it up and and he would yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah, he would inject well it's common once it goes past a certain point. They start by popping them, and then once they don't get to the the point where they want to get to by popping those pills that's when they use it typically you uh, move up to snorting, oh, snorting or and yeah
6: and
10: they snort them and then they end up yeah and you know we we've we've uh, we've broken past uh, one barrier with that actually the new the new oxycodone instead of uh, the old Oxycontins had OC on one side and then the milligram uh, amount on the other and now they've got OP's on one side and that uh, it's a preventative measure they can no longer they can't take the uh, time coding off the outside of the pill and uh, dilute them or crush them up or, and inject them or snort them anymore. They don't work, so they have to eat them. And uh,
0: they can't. But they can't uh, boil it down somehow. They use a chemical reductive process to get the the, the gonna
2: fillers test out. They're going to test ways so to do it. No way.
1: Okay. No. Well, they <laughs> come up with something. As with it, yeah, as with anything, the hackers will figure it out. Yeah. But um, you That's know,
10: only I, with one name brand. That's only with OxyContin I name see. brand. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's the like Roxyset that's a, another name brand of uh, oxycodone which is the actual drug well, it, it makes also makes people toes, who so.
2: need these drugs it makes it so hard and so expensive for them to get it, that's that true. it, like people are getting sick because they can't get their own medication some doctors
0: are afraid to exactly. prescribe yeah. the medications because they're afraid the DEA right. might come in and go after them for selling too much right. or selling the wrong amount or whatever and so there's all this tiptoeing around and none of it matters because the people that want to get their hands on it will, I remember there was a story not too long ago, it was amazing, there was a chemical manufacturer in, I think it was Connecticut, that actually, they were broken into, I think it was over a weekend or something like that, they were broken into... Somebody brought they backed up two 18 wheelers to the, the the gate at the back. These guys literally broke in, in a, like some sort of from the ceiling somehow like a Hudson Hall right like broke through the windows, rappelled down into this facility, opened it up, and got on pallet jacks, loaded up pallets full of these prescription pills onto an 18 wheeler or at least two, at least one if not two eighteen wheelers because they took seventy thousand dollars wholesale dollars' worth of uh, drug inventory from they cleaned out this warehouse and it's those kind of uh, grand scale thefts that go on because of the prescription process you eliminate that
6: yeah people yeah
0: you eliminate I the prescription sleep. process you let those pills be sold on the marketplace the price drops dramatically and you no longer have the oxy addicts breaking into people's homes and holding people up in order to get uh, the money to feed their habits
6: and and that
10: that's good in one sense that yeah it's going to drop the the drug prices down on the the illicit side however that money that uh that normally those prescriptions are pretty expensive to begin with uh for the name brand stuff that's why they they offer those uh generics but if your insurance does cover those name brands and you can get them through your insurance and you're legitimate you pay you pay for insurance and uh, hey i wish we money. had more time
0: tim we're out of it though for tonight but i always appreciate hearing from people in the law enforcement community and when you get a chance go to leap.cc lea it stands for law enforcement against prohibition and everybody who's in law enforcement really uh should go and take a look at what they've got there we'll see you uh if you're online tomorrow night for the internet sunday edition of the show and then
13: if not on monday night in the meantime enjoy freetalklive.com. have a great weekend how long can you hold your breath <sighs> not long